Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension, a dimension of pressure, a dimension of coverage, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land, two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man, of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Kevin Owens with me as always, Mike Gould. The show brought to you tonight by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. The first hour of the broadcast brought to you by Advocare South Jersey Orthopedic Associates, 856-424-8866. The second hour by Integrated Play, 269-760-3857. Call in number 347-215-8126. Twitter at the match underscore up zone. Facebook, the match up zone. We'll go. Uh, we'll go over those call call uh, calls later. Uh, welcome to the show tonight. We uh, are flying solo back from vacation. Both of us tan. As <laughs> if you if you heard last week, it was uh, uh, it wasn't good. I tried to I tried to be a hero, Mike, and I tried to do the show from Vermont. Uh, I tried to. I we had no cell phone service, <laughs> none. All we had was Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi was not good. So I'm sitting there on the lake with the wi-fi and i have my headphones i'm like oh this is awesome i'm gonna go get everything going finally get the show up and running it took a while because the wi-fi was slow and all i get was i get about four tweets immediately saying i can't hear what you're saying so i'm like you know what scrap this (laughs) i had a magic hat number nine i was like you know what this is ridiculous i was like this is not happening so uh i just i just said okay i'm done i'm done for the night did you go to Ben and Jerry's when you were in Vermont? I, I didn't. Uh, it no? was we, that was in Burlington. We were staying up by Canada. Oh, okay. So, uh, I, I yeah, in, I did not make it there. Yeah, I was in Vermont once. My cousin lived in Vermont, and I just remember like it took so long to get wherever we were going. <laughs> yeah. like, go, like there was no like you know yeah, there's no there's like you know, no straight you know around here like if you need to go to get milk or something, just hit the Wawa or Seven Eleven that's uh-huh. two minutes away. Yeah, there it's like. Everything seems like it's 45 minutes away. It's it's it is, and uh, the one thing there's no direct. I mean, it's so mountainous. There's no direct road. Uh, the highways there's about jam with broken. Yeah. <laughs> there's two. There's like there's two highways that that shoot through Vermont. Everything else is just winding roads that yep. wind through the mountains. Yep. So you can't go. If you're looking at a map and you're just like, okay, I have to get here. It shouldn't take that long. You're winding well, around. You're going well, roundabout every time. The map says we're four inches away. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's understand. A lot longer. Why is it telling me it's going to take me 48 minutes? 
Yeah. So, so yeah, we're back from a week hiatus. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, we leave people wanting more. You know, where's the matchup zone this week? You don't want to give them too much of a good thing. Exactly. It's not good. So we figured we'll give the uh, the fan base a week off. And uh, I think I think they needed that. I think they needed it too. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think we needed it, and apparently the interns needed another week <laughs> off because as we look across the uh, the glass here. We are solo again. You know what? And here's the thing. And Mike and I talked about this. We were very frustrated because suddenly they just they just stopped showing up. And it's 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 almost like you kind of gave them too much. You know, with a with a dog, if you let the dog roam the house and it become it thinks it's in charge. Well, we gave them too much too soon. We said, here, you guys can come on the radio. You can come on the show and and discuss things and be part of the uh, discussion, and it will be great. Uh, but what happens is they end up they end up the old thinking they're yeah they think they're they think they're too good for the show and suddenly they stop showing up. And tonight, Kev, we were we were particularly particularly mad early because uh, we had a big show lined up with uh, Ray did Ray Dinger and Doug Collins. Well, unfortunately, well, what what you guys have to understand is Kevin and I get these guests and we're calling people and trying you know using our connections to get these guests and a lot of times it's hard because obviously we're not a big time radio show right now. So it's hard for us to get a lot of guests. So we, fortunately enough, we do have a lot of connections and we don't have someone like, uh, like a producer calling and, you know, trying to track people down. We're doing it ourselves. We, so. we, we don't even have a, we don't, we, we don't even have a producer for tonight. Right. The, the, and, the and board that, is solo. And that's why we were mad because these guys are supposed to call them. Well, unfortunately, Ray Dinger is coming on next week and Doug Collins is probably coming on next mm-hmm. week. Uh, Ray, we had to go through a, um, we had to go through PR. a PR rep for Ray, and the PR rep uh, Ray said he was fine with it. We, yeah, we emailed him; he was back right away. Ray said he's fine with it. Had to go through a P, uh, PR rep, and she never got back to us. So Ray said he, everything kind of has to go through her. He said he's more than happy to do it. So he's going to talk to her. He'll be on next week to talk about the Eagles training camp, and that'll be good because the Eagles training camp will be a couple days in by then. Uh-huh. We'll get his insight. And Doug Collins, uh, you know, fell through with him. Um, Tonight, so hopefully he'll be on next week. So we apologize for a little bit of the false advertising. Yeah. We believe me, we don't do it on purpose. We don't say let's let's try to fool the fans. Exactly. Um, you know, we really thought they were coming on. But here, here's the thing: like we when we mention a guest coming on, did we mention it, tonight? No, we but we meant, we mentioned Sam Jones a week before he came on, and then right. he the whole yep. golf thing. But we got him on. Yep. So I think our credibility is there. I think people have to look at that and say, you know what. They Paul, did Paul, get Sam Jones. Paul Rodeo never came on though. We're still we're still waiting for <laughs> we're, it. We're, Two weeks in a row, San Augustine coach Paul Rodeo yeah. said he was coming on. He kind of big timed us. He did big time us a little bit, but you know well, what? Well, that's that's the thing. Then you get Sam Jones on, and it's like, who's big timing who? Right. Well, yeah. him, still him big timing us. He he really did. He got the he got the best of us. <laughs> he really he did. But you know what? When the uh, matchup zone, uh, you know, we hit, when, it, when it explodes, and we really hit it big time. Uh, Paul Rodeo will not be on the guest list. Yeah, and we're we're not gonna we're not gonna figure out what's going on down in St. Augustine Prep either. It's gonna be all that's right. We'll, we'll pick every school but them. <laughs> we hold grudges. That's it. So you know, fresh off the fresh off the wire, um, biggest sports story out there today: Ryan Braun suspended mm. for the rest of the year for uh, performance enhancing drugs. What was, was this? Was this bound to happen? Or is this is this something is is this a shock to anyone? Is was this bound no, to happen? I I don't think it's a shock. I think Major League Baseball and Bud Steele, they had a set of precedent, and I think this is the first shoe to drop. And I think there's going to be more more to drop. 
Um, a Rod's in trouble. You know, the, I, don't, I don't trust any anybody anymore. No, Ryan can't. Braun looked right in the camera and said, "I will bet my life I did not take any performance enhancing drugs." I mean, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, these guys like Rafael Palmeiras of Congress. I did not, you know, I, I just don't trust any of these guys anymore. Let them, you know, let them all do steroids. Uh-huh. Let, them, let them all do it. And that's the thing. That's the argument. You know, whether whether all all or none. You know, if 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 it seems like everyone's everyone's doing it, then then let them all do it. Stop stop with the uh, vigorous testing. If if that's how it's going to be, if every player in baseball sports are tainted with cheaters, let them all cheat. And you feel bad for a guy like Chris uh, Chris Davis, yeah, because he even got interviewed. You know, right or away, do you? Or well, do you? Well, I do if he's clean, because right away the guy's putting up you know thirty seven home runs, ninety three RBIs before the All Star break. So what's the first question? Is he on steroids? Is he on steroids? Yeah. So that's what these guys all did. That's what the McGuire's and Sosa's and Palmeiras and and you know Albert Bell's and guys like that. That's what they really did. They they tainted. First of all, they tainted the numbers. Second of all. They tainted our perception of what should be going on. I mean, that's the first thing. It shouldn't be the first thing. Like, if Bo Jackson was in baseball now, right away steroids would come up. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't be a great athlete anymore without start without the hint of steroids coming up. And I think it. And like Chris Davis says, he said it sucks. He said it sucks for him because he's not on steroids, so he says. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe anybody anymore. Exactly. But if he's not on steroids, I feel bad for him because here's a guy who will be lumped in with, you know what, he's putting up huge numbers, but guess what? There's always that uh, suspicion in the back of everybody's minds that he might be on steroids. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, the NBA, the, the testing they say is going to start getting a little more rigorous. Uh, guy, who knows? I mean, some of these guys who are jacked up, could could end up being the guys that uh, are made examples of in the NBA, uh, Braun. And the one thing that the just like just like Davis, the one thing that, about Ryan Braun was he had that baby face. It was like he it was yeah. the kind of guy that you liked rooting for, like a Davis. Like you, you like rooting for him because he seems like he has all his all his uh, eggs and ducks, line, ducks, ducks in, a row. in a row. And, uh, and he turns around and, and turns around, yeah. yeah. And and that's the worst. That's the worst part about it. Uh, some guys are are villains. Like A Rod is a villain pretty much from the start. Well, let me ask you this, Kev. How would how would we feel, or how would you feel, if it came out tomorrow that Ryan Howard was on Star Wars? Now, I'm not, now again, I'm speculating. This, you know, obviously, I'm just this is just speculation. Now, I'm not even speculating. This is just a, a hypothetical situation. Uh huh. Well, I mean, Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown won the MVP. I mean, did they, yeah. I mean, that now has to be tainted. Yeah, it is. Because look at his numbers since since all this nonsense has happened. It's it's slid unbelievably. And you you look at guys like look at a guy like Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins won the MVP of the year. Ryan Howard wins the MVP. You know, what if what if a guy like Chase Utley come they, it comes out that he he was doing steroids? I mean, it's just you you don't know how far it goes, and you don't know who who's next on the chopping block. And and it could be a hero. It could be someone you really look up to. But then we've talked about before, are is it is it almost becoming like everyone's doing it? So I don't think it's a big deal anymore. I mean, that's, when, when McGuire and Sosa got caught, Palmyra, you know, uh-huh. those guys, because that was the first of it, and everybody's like, "Well, oh, man, Star Wars, Star Wars. But now it doesn't even you don't even blink twice. I mean, A Rod got you know, A Rod uh, got uh, tested positive, so I- I'm waiting for I- I'm waiting for pull holes. He looks like he looks like a guy who could be yeah. uh, jacked up a little Next bit. Next on the list. 
I, I don't know. I just don't know who you yeah. just don't know who to trust anymore. And in the NFL too, Von Miller. Yep. Goes out, uh, one of the best defensive players, and another guy that kind of came out of nowhere. Suddenly is is a phenomenal season, signing big contracts. But that's the and that's the thing, and that's the thing with oh geez, that's was that you Darvish firing a ball at Suzuki? No, it's not Suzuki. It's Brett Gardner, I think. Oh, okay. Um, so, a little bow tie. Yeah. Never hurt anybody. But uh, it's it's the same thing with we've talked about with steroids before. The if everyone if everyone's doing it. If everyone is on steroids, what what then become the consequences? How do you clean up when, when a system that is obviously broken when every single person, if, if they find out that more and more people are on steroids, how do you clean up the system? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, you, you, you would think after everything happened in 98 with Sosa McGuire and all these guys getting suspended and the Mitchell report and all this stuff, you would think guys would be like, you know what, I don't want to be associated with that. I think guys don't care. I just think they guys blatantly don't care. I think they'd rather put up 50 home runs, 130 RBIs, well, and, once, and then be linked to stars. I don't think they can. I mean, you can't care. You can't. You're just blatantly doing it after this whole Mitchell report came out. Guys, I have to just believe guys don't care anymore. Well, and people, they and they want to make more money. Exactly, and the way to make that, more money is hit more they, home runs. And that's the thing. You look at a guy like uh, like Von Miller. Comes out in obscurity and signs a huge contract. Now he's he's a big team. He's making making tons and tons of money. Same thing with Braun. You know, some of these guys they make they just start and they they're making a ton of money uh, based on their steroid performance, and then they'll, they 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 get off it. And it's like okay, you know, well, I'm done with it. But what's what happens now? Now it's like, can you sleep at night in your Billions and billions well, of dollars. Well, that's just it. I think guys are trading in their reputation for, it, yeah. for money. Integrity for money. Yep. It's true. And that's that. does that become an issue? I mean, but is that for a fan watching sports, that's obviously a huge issue. But you have to look at the business side of things. With a with a business where you're making millions and millions of dollars, uh, there, there's guys who are going to cut people out in the business world. I mean, you, you hear it all the time. People cut this guy out of the business cut him off the board of directors and it's just like killing dead weight or losing dead weight. Yeah. What is the, what then becomes the issue? I mean, it happens all the time in the business world. So if you're looking at sports as a business or if you're looking at it as a fan, I think that's really what the, what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, I kind of look back when the Phillies won the world series in 2008, if it comes out now that Howard and Rollins and Utley were on steroids, I mean, do we really care now? I mean, we already, we got our world series. Yeah. I don't, I think, I think it hurts. I think I care only because other people would care. I think other people would badmouth the city, and I think is that, it like kind of when the Patriots won the Super Bowls, but exactly. it looked like they were spy. The whole Spygate uh-huh. thing was going on. I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, I heard something interesting too, Kevin. In the week, I was listening to to, a, to another radio um, station, and the host said that, and I, and I I was kind of not listening intently, but I was kind of just you know had one ear on the on the radio, and then I heard him say that. And I didn't know I heard it until he repeated it. I said, no, there's no way he could have said that. He said that Derek Jeter barely breaks the top ten of Yankees of all time. And I'm going, man, this guy's crazy. And then I started thinking a little bit. And I came home, and I'm, you know, I'm just kind of putting some things together in my head. And he's really probably closer to ten than one. Yeah. you got to figure, like, nobody's... And I talked to my neighbor, a huge Yankees fan. I just saw him, yeah. You just saw him, yeah. And I was talking to him, and, and he's right. Nobody's going ahead of Ruth, Gehrig, 
DiMaggio, and Mantle. No. So that's four right there. Then he said, you know, Yogi Berra won three MVPs as a catcher. Like, that's unheard of. Yeah. Then he said Mariano Rivera probably goes on the list before Jeter. I think so. Really? I don't think so. And well, I, I've talked to a couple of people who said that they think Mariano does go on. I just can't give it to a guy who pitches one inning maybe every three. Yeah, but if you're the best at, at that specific, if there's a facet of the game that you are the best of all time at, you have to credit has to go where credit credit has to be given where credit's due. It I, does. I mean, I will, well, let me let me ask it. Ozzy Smith's the best defensive shortstop of all time. Is he the best shortstop of all time? Probably not. I mean, no. guys like Cal Rip. I mean, Jeter. I mean, Jeter's obviously better than than Ozzy Smith. So I, I don't know. I just can't. Yeah, but the, the only Yankee with three thousand hits to be a shortstop, you have to you have to excel at both aspects of the game. To be a closer, you have to excel at one. So if you choose to be a closer and you are the best closer in the history of of mankind, your name has to be. I think it's up up there. And the one thing but, but Jeter he, has he has a longevity is is his is yeah. his key. He was a very good player. He's making the All Star game now because he's a fan favorite because people yeah, like him. I, I mean, Jeter's got thirty three hundred hits, but. Marion Rivera doesn't get chance. I mean, if Marion Rivera pitched for the Brewers or oh, the yeah. Astros, he doesn't get the chances to save games. Now, if I mean, Jeter if Jeter played shortstop for the Brewers, he'd would, still have three thousand hits. I would think. Would he? I think so. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, but think about playoff. I mean, think, think about he's captain clutch in the playoffs. He's always been. He is, that's yeah. where he gets. That's no, where he gets his. No, his, and you're right. And if he was playing with the Astros, he probably wouldn't be there. Yeah, I I, I guess so. But I I just can't give. I have to give it to an everyday player. Over a guy who pitches mm-hmm. one inning. Yeah, and I can see that. That's just me. I mean, you know, and look, if it comes out, if somebody, some Yankee historian puts him, puts Rivera six and or Rivera five and Jeter six, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. But you know, I guess you got guys like Whitey Ford too, and all the old old timers there. But I don't know. I just, I just think Jeter is uh, the only Yankee with three thousand hits. You know, with all those great Yankees. Yeah. And the same thing. I mean, longevity plays plays a key. I think you know. Look at a guy like Luke Gehrig, could have played for another ten years. Uh, you know, cut short obviously his life and his career. Um, Luke Gehrig's disease. How, yeah. how do you not see that coming? <laughs> We're going to hell. <laughs> so uh, you know, he you never know what what would happen. Mickey Mantle obviously was a with, drunk and with his knees too. And his knees. And, my neighbor said. Now again, we're a little bit younger, but my neighbor obviously we didn't see Mickey Mantle play. But my neighbor said he was putting up Miguel Cabrera numbers like in his prime or like in his heyday. Like uh-huh. he was batting three fifty with forty five home runs, but he said he held on a little bit too long with the knees and things like that. Um, and the, the and that's another thing. You know, you look at. We always compare the past to the present. Uh, we've done it with yeah. basketball. Now you think about it with baseball. Uh, the in order to be have that longevity, you have to have the the proper nutrition. You have to have the proper trainers and things like that. These guys didn't have those. So you think if they extended their careers of of like you said, uh, heyday batting like Mickey Mantle had, it would have been a different story. Jeter had those opportunities and and things in front of him, and now yeah, but like. You look at all these guys, the old timers, like guys like Pete Rose, and well, I mean Pete Rose, I guess an old timer now. Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, these guys played twenty plus seasons. You never hear a guys playing really twenty plus seasons anymore. So why weren't these guys? Like we have all the the top training equipment, we have trainers, everything specialized now, nutrition. Mm-hmm. Why were these guys not really breaking down and able to play twenty years? I think Kev, that the these guys, the human body, 
I think these guys are getting so strong and so big that something has to give at some point. Like you can only go, your body is only meant to take so much. Like if your legs get so big, like can your knees handle it? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like if you're running so fast or you're so strong and powerful hitting the ground, can your knees take it? Well, I, I, my, when I was in the D league, uh, the first year I played, I was probably playing at about two forty, and my coach came up to me. He's like, you know, next year, you know, with training camp and stuff, uh, you have to get bigger. Your your goal is to get a lot bigger. You need to get stronger to to really have a chance to make the NBA. So I put an incredible workout program in. I also ate everything under the sun. Uh, PJ's wings got me through a long, a lot of lonely nights. Um, hot and honey. Hot and honey. So I, I really bulked up. I was able to put on a lot of weight. I was playing at 280 uh, the next year. So I've gained about 40 pounds in the off season. Same thing. I It was like I, I got fat, and then I turned it into yeah, – yeah. I just worked hard and kind of turned – so I was probably at 290. I mean, I was eating and drinking lot a lot, but I was still working out. Right. But it was like I just got I, – I needed to get big, so I just made myself get fat. I was went in the training camp at 280, and I was pretty, I was pretty mm-hmm. lean, and my knees just couldn't hold it. And I, I, that whole year, or the training camp, I was really struggling to get up and down. My knees were hurting. My back was hurting, and I ended up real, gotten, getting down to 270, and I was like, that's not good enough. So I used to go into the exercise bike and almost lose weight. Uh, after practice, because I, I I think I played that season around 216. After that, it was like 245, 250, yeah. 260 at the most mm-hmm. is what I'm, my playing weight is. But my body couldn't handle it. My I was my body was meant to be 250. Yep. Yeah, the frame. Yeah, the frame. Yeah. Well, that's like guys like Charles Barkley is meant to be big. Yes. Like his frame, he's just meant to be a big dude. Exactly. He can his body can handle it. Right. Speaking of like losing weight, did you see CC Sabathia recently? No. I was watching the game yesterday, and he, like, really slimmed down. I really? mean, he's, like, probably 250, and for him, that's slim. That I, mean, I have slim. to I have to assume he was, like, 280. Oh, I mean, yeah. He was a monster, but he uh, he slimmed down. He looks good, which I don't know. If, I don't know if he's going to be able to pitch as much or hold up. I mean, I think the reason he was such a horse was he's such a big guy that his body can handle the mm-hmm. pounding of, you know, 120, 130 pitches. Yeah, and a guy like Shaq, the same thing, can handle yeah, that. Yeah, they're just meant to be big guys. Exactly. You know, Charles Barkley does all this Weight Watcher stuff. Like, Chuck, just let it go, dude. Yeah, just be big. You're a big be dude. Big. Yeah, you're big. your body's big. Your frame. Well, that's the thing that they don't, you know, they look at a guy like Sean Bradley, and they're like, why didn't he ever gain weight? Well, it's like, like bowl. I mean, look, yeah. yeah, look at It's like frame. that. They're not, it's not, they're not capable of being, if you think of a 7'6 guy and you're 7'7", you're like, well, he should. He, I want him to be this big. You're kind of. That's what I, I look at potential, and I look at really skinny, and I'm like, you can get him big, but if you think that you're going to turn that guy into Shaq, where he's going to be a big bruising center, you need. Right. I mean, you just really you're not doing you're your homework. Swimming upstream, exactly. On that one, yeah. So you need to. If you look at a guy who's six nine, who's athletic, and say, I'm going to. If he adds a little muscle, he can be a real good player, but. I don't think you're. If yeah, if you're thinking a six, Sean Bradley's going to eventually turn into Shaq. You're you're sadly, like you mis- said, sadly, mistaken. sadly mistaken. Did uh did your brother tell tell you I saw him on the boardwalk? Yeah, he did. Oh, he was this big galoot. I see walking. It was funny. I down. just I just I, my sister actually told me today. I was uh I went over and uh they had watched our dog, so I went over and and stopped uh-huh. over and uh, gave him a little a little something for mm-hmm. for their troubles mm-hmm. and uh they said they saw you on the boardwalk yeah. walking and, and it's funny because we're down with my wife's uh 
parents for mm-hmm. the for the week, and obviously we have our daughter and <laughs> Rachel and I. We were meeting some people at, at Manco and Manco's. It is oh, yeah. us, and Rachel's parents had Riley. They like there was a Santa on the boardwalk, so they, so we went ahead. So Rachel's pushing the stroller with no baby in it, and I'm walking alongside of her. We see a couple people like we see some people like, are you forgetting something? You know, it's just funny. We're walking a stroller with no baby, but uh. By the way, Manco and Manco, Kev, you can't get near the place. It's it's packed. It's just ridiculous. Like you can't. Get, the wait is just outrageous, and they just keep packing them into this place. And the price and it's is so hot. It's, it's so sweaty. It's and they get you at every angle. I mean, you go in there. There's no bathroom, by the way. No. And I think like I think it's a law that every restaurant that has an a eating a, a dine-in area, I feel like has to have a bathroom. They don't. And then they sign on the wall that says no outside beverages, including bottled water. I mean, they just have you from every angle. A slice of broccoli is four bucks. Probably cost them thirty cents to make. Really? It's just ridiculous. Like it was, it was us five. Well, it was four and, and my daughter, who's two and a half, who eats yeah. what a half a slice of pizza, uh-huh. if that. Forty-eight dollars. That's a see. That's just it's, it was forty it, bucks plus tip. It's like you. Well, that's that. Here's the thing. I mean. We've talked about money before. We've talked about it with uh, professional athletics. When a business is good and they start making money, they're, they're, they'll jack up the prices because then they want to make it. It's like you almost get greedy, but the consumer is not going to say, you know what, I'm going to pull back. I'm going to go somewhere else. Your prices are too high. It's like it almost becomes a tradition because I know Mac and Manco's or Manco and Manco now, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a tradition. People go there every year. Uh, when they're down the shore, they'll go there and eat, and it's like you have three, four, five million people doing the same thing. Right. By the way, it's, it's pretty funny. They have, they now have a Chickies and Pete's on the on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Do they There's, really? They have a Chickies and Pete's. Yeah. So it's so funny. We're there, and we're in line, and a guy ahead of us gets crab fries. Now, Kev, you have to picture this. He gets a he gets like a, a the the tub of crab crab fries. He takes literally. He pays for them. He gets them. He takes three steps away from the counter, and there's fifty seagulls over this guy's head <laughs> chasing him. He was walking with his hand over the cup, like did the seagulls. Good luck. So my father-in-law gets up to the uh, counter and goes, uh, "Can I get a large crab fries? Hold the seagulls." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. Um, I mean, they didn't find it that funny, and I don't know if the girl even understood understood it, but <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. These large crab fries hold the seagulls. God, they, chickens and Pete's, they're starting to take over. Oh, God. When's there going to be a PJ's in the boardwalk? Seems like they're... I feel like with the chickens and Pete's, the, the PJ's... They're similar, but here's the thing that got them, is that the wing bowl, they started using PJ's, PJ's. wings for a wing bowl, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, but the crab fries are better at chickies and Pete's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the food overall is better at chickens and pizza. Mm-hmm. The, the food's not that. I mean, other it's than the wings, other PJ's, than the wings, yeah. I mean, the burgers are okay. Uh-huh. It's funny. I'm driving by the other day and it says, vote PJ's for the best burger. No. <laughs> Pass. Right. I mean, their their food's okay, but. Champs has real good burgers. Have you ever Do eaten they? A Champs I, you know, burger? You know, it's funny, Kev. I haven't been at Champs. Honestly, I haven't been at Champs since I, I mean, they used to have, I don't know if, they used to have, foul, they used to have, I've, I've won probably 2500 bucks in Champs. I'm tell you this. Wow, no. It's funny. We used to go there, and God, probably when I was 23, I'm 37 now. This had to be when I was about 23. Yeah. 
24 maybe. We're going there, and we walk in one night, and there's a – do you know a guy named Jim Henry played at Eustis? Might be around your age, maybe a little bit older. May, actually, I'm sorry. I think he's older than me. I'm okay. sorry. Anyway, in the back, like – and again, I haven't been there in a while, but they have all those TV – like the big, huge TV with all the different screens on it. Uh-huh. And there was a basketball hoop sitting like next to it, uh-huh. and there was a line. So we walk in, and we have a guy with a microphone, and he's going, all right, who's up? Blah, blah. So it was 100 bucks. You would win 100 The way it worked was there were rounds, and you'd have to make like uh, – you would compete against everybody. Just like you were shooting to get into a game, you know, uh, six people, you make it, you go to the back, you miss it, you're out. Uh-huh. So you're just shooting, you know, until your last one standing. So after that, after all the rounds, if you win all the rounds, I think there was like three or four, if you win all the rounds, you would be up then and have to make seven in a row for the money. Uh-huh. So it was a hundred bucks a week, and then no one won. It went up, just kept going up. So one week, to, so the first week I go, it's up to a thousand bucks. I win the money, I win a thousand dollars. Literally, the guy walks over a thousand dollars. So now I'm like, this isn't a bad gig, you know. So now I'm going back, and I won a couple times. The biggest one I won was that, maybe not twenty five hundred, but probably close to two grand. Wow. It would just be like a hundred bucks, you know. I win four hundred bucks maybe, and it'll be the same guys every week. This guy Jim Henry was always there. Uh, but there's pressure. Let me tell you something, Kev. There's pressure. You're shooting indoors. People, you know, watch. I mean, it was a lot of. I felt like a lot yeah. of pressure on you. But uh, a yeah, thousand I mean, bucks uh, off the, the bat. Fir- first night, thousand bucks. It was That's like not it was bad. like again, twenty three years old. It was like, it was like I just hit the lottery for a month. Yeah, twenty three years old for a thousand yeah, bucks. Yeah, like I just hit the lottery. But of course, I paid for the whole thing, the food. You know, yeah, you know, you walk out of there with you know with exactly. a ton of us. Well, that's the thing. You go to AC, you go to the casinos, and you win big. It's like then you're paying for the bar for yep. you know ten people, yep. all of your friends. You're all going out drinking. It's, it's better like, to lose. Exactly. You, my one friend won. Uh, he hit uh, what is it, thirty-five to one? Uh, yeah, roulette. He put a hundred bucks. Yep. He had a hundred bucks, and he was sitting there, and he goes, he was looking around. And he's like, I'm just going to put it on a number. I'm like, you're crazy. I mean, he had won probably mm-hmm. like a thousand earlier in the night. That's it. He took a hun- took a hundred. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm feeling lucky. And he's like, what number do I put it on? And I said twenty-five. That's my jersey number. Yep. Put it on twenty five and, and hit, and he won like thirty five hundred bucks. Yep. Well, that like you said, the biggest. I mean, he gave me like a few hundred for that, for picking the number. Yep. Biggest mistake he ever made. That's how I got. That's how I really got addicted. When I was addicted to casinos about ten years ago, I'm there and I had twenty five hour chip left, and I'm like, let me same thing. Let me put. I put on twenty three. It hits. So eight seventy five. Wow. Right there, boom. I'm like, this isn't a bad gig. No. Um. But you know what? I mean, if you go all the time, like I have a buddy who goes all the time. You're always in the red. You always lose. Like if you go once a once every six months, like you can win. But if you're going two, three times a week, and he's like, "Oh, Mike," but they give me comps, they give me rooms. No kidding, Joe, because they want you to come back because you're there all the time, and they know in the long run you're losing. You're losing. Exactly. I you know, I sat down. To, I sat down uh, next to a guy I, at the blackjack table. I watched a guy become a millionaire. Really? Yeah, he sat down as a billionaire. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> dun dun dun. And that concludes tonight's show. <laughs> and tonight's show was just brought to you from brought to a screeching halt to, uh, thanks to Mike Gould's bad jokes. So, uh, you know, lots lots going on this. Now, here's here's the here's the other story that I heard uh that was that was quite shocking. I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, we've talked about Jason Collins, obviously, before. Who? <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting here about to go into the, about that <laughs> go into the next. This is so cheaply made. It's so it's white. It's unbelievable, right? 
So I'm about to go into the whole uh, this whole the whole next story, and I just see Mike reach over. We have a bunch of bobbleheads in front in the front of our studio. Uh, when I came into the studio tonight, and I didn't notice it. I forgot it was there. He pulled it up. It's the Empire Empire Carpet guy <laughs> with the mustache, and it's a little bobblehead. You know, it's so cheaply made. It's, it's so it's, light. It's so light. It's funny. A guy I know, he just got his car. He got his carpet done. I said, "Dude, did they give you the bobblehead?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Can I have?" It? He's like, "I don't care." And Wait, they give you a bobblehead if you get your carpet cleaned? No, they give you a bobblehead. I got one, Kev. When I was in in, uh, in my basement, they uh, they came and just give you estimates, and they give you a bobblehead every time for doing an estimate. Yeah, just they've come to my house and given done an estimate. I didn't no? get a bobblehead. Oh no, bobblehead. No bobblehead. No, that's their thing. They give you a bobblehead. This is. It's I, so I feel cheap. Slighted. It's so cheap. I would I would imagine it is cheap. <laughs> like, if you're giving away bobbleheads for <laughs> estimates, people are just going to be like, "Oh, come do an estimate." And I just want that bobblehead. The bobblehead. Oh, that's cheap and horrible. <laughs> God, I wish I didn't see that. All right, so getting to the story. So getting to the story, we talked about Jason Collins uh, coming out of the closet, obviously being the first pro athlete or being the first NBA player that's gay. Uh, a bitter divorce going on between Tim Duncan and his wife. His wife then claims that Tim Duncan is gay. That's the rumor that that his wife is saying in court documents that Tim Duncan is gay. Now, here's my thing. I don't believe it. I think it's getting nasty. I think she's she's saying things because here's the thing. If he was gay, if she was gay, why wouldn't she blackmail him? That's and here's the thing. If he was gay and he said there's two ways to look at it. She becomes his beard and says, "You know what? I'm just going to pretend like I'm your wife. You can go and do whatever with guys and yeah. I'm going to just be here living a dream life and things like that. So, okay, that's fine. So now they go through a divorce. Why would she suddenly be like, okay, you're like, why would you even get divorced? Like, what's the need for a divorce if you're living this life? Thing number two, they, they get married. Like he, it's not like he wouldn't marry someone if he's gay. So I don't, but like, it's not like he's, he's going on he's, he's gay, but a lot of He's, people, Kev, a lot of, I think a lot of people get married, it's a cover, you know, like... So it's a cover for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Not to, like, the girls no. doesn't no, no, know no, either. No, 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 the girl doesn't know. I think it's a cover for themselves. I mean, I think a lot of guys do it as a cover. That's pretty interesting, because I, I just looked at it from the way, like, if he, if they, if she knew he was gay and was just, like, always had an inkling and was just like, okay, I'll be his beard, why would you, like, then what the hell, then? Why would you even bother getting a divorce? Like, what's the issue, then? If you're If you're living this life and he's doing his thing and you're doing your thing and and you're making millions of dollars and living in paradise, what the hell's the what's the issue? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. It's just I mean I, I mean that's pretty I sick. Just I mean that's, I I think mean, that's it's, it's one thing to like, you know, have some shouting words out the door, but to to, to attack if it's not true to attack a guy's uh sexuality sexuality and to kinda just ruin his whole reputation because of that. I mean that that's that's not right. No. But you know what, Kev? I mean, I, I would I would would I put it past someone? No. But I would also think like that she would blackmail him. You know, hey, listen, I want uh, X amount of money every month, or I'm I'm going public with this thing. Yeah, I just don't buy it. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. It's... I can I can almost see it. I mean, I mean, now that you say, you don't think about it, but now that you say it. I don't. I mean, not, I'm, look. I'm not saying the answer isn't, but you just don't know. I mean, no one would have thought Jason Collins is gay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, who knows? Okay, there, there, I would say there's ten to fifteen guys right now in the NBA that are gay. 
I would say that. I just don't think. I don't know. Tim Duncan. Why? Why, why couldn't one of them? He's, like he's like a family man. It just seems. Oh, well, so is so is so is McGreevy. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like for the they say for the first two years of of the marriage, uh, it's like uh, where, where is it? For the first two two years of Tim and Amy's marriage, the man was said to have stayed at the couple's home. The man moved out when Tim purchased an apartment for him. It's like so. That's my thing. If it, it's like people have boys all over. They have their crew. They have their 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 little posse. Uh, I just I just think it's probably his friend. I just don't understand. Like if if she's like, well, this guy's living with us, and she's suspecting that she's like, why wouldn't she just leave then? It's like things are obviously. If she suspected it. And she didn't leave then. Why the hell leave now? Like, what's the what's what's the issue now? Why, if you're suspecting it from two from that far along? You know why? Why money? Yeah, but she has money. Oh, I mean, what is what does she have? What's different over that's that's happened over the past eleven years? Well, if they, for one, if they get divorced, I mean, maybe her, maybe the settlement. Yeah, but I feel like she's going to be making more staying with him. Making more staying with him. Yeah, like he right now she has everything yeah. she needs. Yeah, she well, goes well, out. Well, you asked why she would stay with him because of money. Maybe it just got to the point where you know what I can't do it anymore. Okay. You know so, I can't do it anymore, so I'm out and, you know. Yeah. I I mean I guess it's just it just seems it seems odd to me. I don't think uh, I don't know. Uh, it seems yeah. I mean Michael Jordan's wife got a hell of a settlement. I mean, the guy's still doing the, the Hanes the Hanes underwear commercials. Yeah. I mean, how much did she get in that settlement for him to have to keep doing those hideous commercials? Yeah, that's true. She's probably still getting a chunk of that too. Oh, absolutely. Child care. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, if this if this story's not true, it's gonna if, be it's gonna be a if, no. If it's not true, like she has to be like something has to happen to her. Like she has to. Oh, absolutely. She I, can't I mean, get away with no. Just you can't saying, get away with just saying like like. Like ruining it, ruining a man's reputation like yeah. that. Yeah, I think can't get away with that. There, there has to. I mean, there pro- probably be a countersuit against. Uh, uh, although, I don't what know. Is it slander? Yeah, slander. slander. Yeah, libel yeah. and slander. Yeah. Uh, so it's it becomes it becomes a whole entire issue. Defama- then she can sue for defamation of character. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, if here's my thing: if this goes if this goes off and she suddenly becomes quiet about it, and he doesn't. It's like it never comes comes up again, or it like comes up, but it's and she's pushing it and pushing it, and nothing ever happens. If he doesn't file a countersuit, I feel like then maybe the true the rumors are true. Then if right. he's not filing a countersuit, if he just got slammed and all this his reputation was completely damaged, and he doesn't file a countersuit, then maybe he he's like, you know what, I got away with it. I'm I'm good. We're done. It's like okay, now I can live my life. And who knows? You know, maybe he'll be it's a freeing thing Man, for him. But I just don't. I just that, don't believe that's it. That's ugly. That's getting ugly. I mean, for her to say that he's gay. Yeah. That that that's getting ugly. If it's if it's not true, that's just a horrific thing to say. Hmm. I don't know. But you know what, Kev? I'm not shocked with anything anymore. You know, you hear these stories. Um, the whole thing with. I mean, you know, the whole thing with the Trayvon Martin thing and the Zimmerman. I mean, I'm so tired of hearing about that thing and. I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm just not. Nothing shocks me anymore. Well, here's what the source said. It said Amy treated Tim like a, like a, I guess a bitch throughout the marriage because she knew he was effing his BFF. Oh. The source said. 
Tim knows Amy was cheating on him, but he was willing to give her whatever she want, whatever she wants, because he doesn't want Amy to tell the world that he's bisexual. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what if she's if she's doing whatever the hell she wants, and he's doing whatever the hell she wants, he wants. Like, why suddenly are you so angry and and hostile, and you're gonna blow blow his secret up? Like, that's my thing. It's like you're. There, I don't think that's why I don't believe it because it's like. Well, I'll tell you why she's gonna blow it up because she's hurt. Maybe yeah, but because, she's if she knew it was going on and she's doing whatever she wants. Yeah, but yeah, wants. but did she know from day one? Like when they got married, did she know he was so-called bisexual? I mean, I don't know. It it seems to me that if this is the case, if she didn't know, then yes. But it seems like she, she knew, knew from and day one. Was, was just treated him like crap. And well, if you know from day one, why are you even getting into it? That's what I'm saying. That's what I why I don't right. believe it. Right. That's why I think you know if it's a beard thing, then why are you breaking the marriage off? Like what's the, what happened to break the marriage off? It doesn't seem it seems stupid, and it seems well, like it could, there's something could, else happening. It could be you know you know the thing that that girlfriends and wives are always mad about if you start giving your friends more attention than you're giving them. Exactly. So it's it could be one like, of those things where you know what? Hey, wait a second. Now all of a sudden you're giving this guy more attention than me. Well, uh-huh. I don't like that anymore. I'm getting I'm being pushed to the side here. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm blowing your cover now. Well, he's. I mean, they said they said that Tim Duncan hired a private investigator to like to watch find out, her to find out if he's gay. <laughs> How do you do that? How do, find uh, out, sir? Did you test my blood? <laughs> so, so he hired a PI now. Yeah, he, he hired a private investigator to, uh, to monitor her actions. To monitor her. So actions. I'm, that's what I mean. You look at divorce, and it seems like when when things go to trial and stuff, it's like whatever ha- what, whatever the one thing. Happened to the other, happened in the exact opposite way. So it seems like she's hiring a private investigator to to watch over her and see that she's cheating on him, and it's like, and it becomes she ends up flipping it around and being saying you're gay. Oh, you. so you think she's cheating? Maybe I think she's him, cheating and and, and now she's flipping it around. Flip the, flip the, yeah. flip the script here. She's not. She, when okay. you cheat, you're going to lose the kids. I mean, you lose everything. You lose custody if you cheat. So maybe she's just trying to be desperate, maybe, and that's why if he comes out and and countersues for her uh, slander, it's then I'll be like, okay, I don't. This is just right. her being right. crazy. Right. I mean, look at the crazy wives that have been out there. Look at the Benson chick, uh, Chris Benson's wife, who just oh. had, the, who's just got arrested. I don't know what what just happened to her, but she's a train wreck. Yeah, the, you know, you know, you know, it's scary for guys like like a, well, guys like professional athletes uh-huh. in general. Who's to say a girl just doesn't say, so-and-so raped me? Yeah, exactly. What can, what can you do? It's Those right. allegations are... Right. So now all of a sudden... Who's going to stop, now who's gonna say, stop it? You know what? Listen, I want, again, X amount of dollars a month or a week or whatever, or I'm going to the authorities and say... I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that women women are nasty sometimes. Yeah. They, and they, you know, and the, the group that hangs out with professional athletes... They are, they are lazy. They don't. They have no future, and they just want to. They just want things to easily come to them. They don't want to work hard. You look at successful women and women who who've done great things. They make a good case. They they've pushed themselves. They've worked hard. Those other kind of skanks. It's Kevin made air quotes. There. Yeah. They they just want it for free. They want everything yeah. to come to them. So all they they're gonna do is they're gonna be like, I'm hot. I'm gonna walk around and I'm gonna get 
some guy to look at me. Like you said, you can then you can accuse them of anything. You're in a car with them right. hey, on listen. a taxi cab driving he, them he, home because you feel bad. He grossed me. Exactly. Suddenly it's a huge thing. And it's it's almost like some of these guys, how much money do you think has gone to people claiming things like oh, that? Oh, I'm sure tons. Because if, if even if it, it's not true, that comes out. The athlete knows that we've talked about the court of popular opinion. That athlete knows as soon as it, it comes, comes out. out now They're the done. doubt is in people's heads. Exactly. Real quick, Kev, too, in the, on the TV here in the studio, speaking of the steroids, they just put Alex Rodriguez's like numbers up. He's fifth all-time in home runs, fifth all-time in RBIs, 14 all-star appearances, three-time MVP, and 23 grand slams the most of all time. So, I mean, there's a guy who did steroids. Like, all those numbers, now, what do you do with those? Like, he's fifth all-time in home runs and RBIs, and we know he cheated his way. What do you do with Barry Bonds' numbers? Well, I think a lot of people, when they talk about, like, the single-season home run record, they still think, they still say 61. I mean, 61 is the real number, I think, now, where if you you eclipse 61, you did it clean. Like, that's more of a feat, I think, than eclipsing 73 on steroids. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Barry Bonds. I, I just think that these guys just ruined everything. Well, and that's the thing. You don't – with with A-Rod, what if he did steroids for two years? Well, he was doing steroids apparently in high he, school yeah. or something someone said. Like, uh-huh. So you would never know. Like, he came in as a freak. Yeah. So – and that's the – what happens when you're when you're that young? Yeah, if you start, if you start using steroids, it's, I mean, they the, – at what point are they? Do they look at your medical records and say, "I don't know, maybe this." I mean, I've seen people born with three tongues. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've seen it on TV. People covered in, covered in body hair. What happens if there's someone? The Geico, the Geico cable. Yeah. What happens if there's someone who's born with with higher levels of testosterone, of tos- testosterone in their system, and they produce a higher level of testosterone? So oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that but I'm sure it, that's a case. So look at a guy like Alex Rodriguez. He starts doing steroids in high school. They look at his blood work and they're like, you know what? He went through puberty. He's just produ- producing a high level of testosterone. So when they look at his tests all throughout, it looks normal. But they mean, meanwhile, this guy's doing steroids his entire career. At what point is an athlete going to start taking steroids when he's in eighth grade and say, Hey, this is me. This is me. I don't know. I didn't take steroids. This is just look at my medical records since I was eighth grade. I was always had high levels of testosterone. I mean, what's stopping the craziness of parents, the craziness well, of people these nothing. days to, well, to start well, taking steroids? parents are crazy, too. Remember the, lady who, remember the lady who, did she kill someone? Her daughter was a cheerleader. This is about 10, 15 years. daughter was a cheerleader, and she killed another cheerleader on the team because she was getting more accolades or something. something there's just so many messed up people out there that parents are just crazy. I mean, you look at... Look at all these soccer moms and these people, these parents that attend little league baseball games, screaming at the ump, screaming at other players. I mean, they're they're nuts. They're nuts. Yeah. I mean, if my parents ever did that at a game, I would just be, I would be embarrassed. I and mean, what what coach? I mean, I mean, you're gonna see. I mean, you're you you just got the head coaching job at Charlie's. You would you're gonna see now parents coming up to you and hey, why isn't my kid playing? Blah blah blah. The real answer is they're not good enough. But you can't say that. You have to give them the political. Well, you know what? Blah blah blah. You have to work harder, this and that. When the real answer is, she's not good enough. She's not good enough. She's not good enough. But you can't say that. So, you know, parents, it's just look. Everybody wants the best for their kid, but you have to be realistic too. Well, you look at you look at the the 
professional sports and even college sports as a business, because and we've talked about this, a scholarship to a parent who doesn't have much money is so important. I mean, Mike, how many kids have you trained that have are crazily un, unrealistic expectations where the parents are saying thinking that a kid who's going to be who's the max out at five seven is going to be the next LeBron James, and they're saying I want to get him a scholarship. It's like there's there's unrealistic expectations. So well, then you start getting into other yeah. things. Well, here's what I th- here's what I think have um, here's what I think happens. I think college now is getting so expensive that parents will do anything for a scholarship. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. If you're looking for a scholarship for your for your kid, and unless you're just a freak of a good, forget basketball. Like forget basketball. Yeah. First of all, there's only five kids on the court. If you want a scholarship, thirteen. What is twelve scholarships? Twelve. I think last year in South Jersey, Kev, there was like two or three kids who uh-huh. got Division One scholarships. Yeah. Now girls are a little bit higher. But I mean if you want a scholarship, do crew. They're giving yeah. crew scholarships away like they're giving out free candy flapjacks. Well that's good and that's the thing. You when you're building a program like crew, uh Go to lacrosse. Do lacrosse. Yeah. I mean do do football. There's uh-huh. yeah, there's twenty five kids. Baseball, there's nine kids on you know, basketball's only five kids. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get a basketball scholarship. I mean, yeah. it just is. And it's another – I mean, there's so many different bodies, too, in football. Uh, you have small, you have short, you have tall, you have big, you have fat, you have skinny. You have so many different body types. In basketball, the the smallest you can be – I mean, I know there's guys, Nate Robinson, there's Muggsy Bogues and, st- and stuff that defy the, the norm. But if you're not 6'2 and above – Chances are you're not going to make the NBA unless no. you are. You, you have to be. You, better be a freak. you have to be the best athlete in the history, and you have to be the smartest or toughest player in in the world for you to make it as, as undersized. Yeah, you, you just have to be a freak. I mean, you look yeah. at Nate Robinson. I mean, the guy's built like a freak. Mm-hmm. He jumps like a freak. I mean, you just have to be a freakish athlete. You look at Allen Iverson. Same thing. Mm-hmm. But Allen Iverson was what six? Barely six foot. Yeah, one hundred and sixty-five pounds. Yeah, but. Was just a freak. Yeah, and he, he goes down as one of the top yeah. players in yeah. NBA history. Yeah. So you you know it's it's, it's an argument. Uh, I don't know. It's just people people are just need to rethink their expectations. Sports on their are getting kids. so competitive though now with these, especially with the travel basketball in these towns. Yeah. Whose dad's coaching the team because he wants his kid to play? Uh-huh. Whose dad's coaching the team because he knows that he knows that another kid playing his son's position is better? Uh-huh. But he's coaching the team because now he can say, "Well, I have control now. My kid's playing." It's it's just ridiculous. I mean, I even feel like when I was growing, I'm not that old, I'm 37. I feel like when I was growing up, like I feel like things weren't like that. I feel like parents stayed out of it a little more. They, did. they didn't I, care. They didn't care. I mean, it, we we went to we went to we went to. Whatever league we played in, if we weren't good enough, you didn't play, and the parents didn't say anything. Look at my, look at me for example. I mean, obviously, we Jeff and I grew very tall, but my dad was a pitcher in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather was was mm-hmm. who he was. Mm-hmm. So we're a baseball family. So when we came up, and we weren't, and I'm in little league. Obviously, I was tall, but I'm at little league, and I was not that good. Mm-hmm. And it's like. My dad wasn't wasn't just like oh we have to go with the hit doctor we have to go to ladies. he's just like you know what I accept I, right. I was sitting there swimming for most of the time he's like right. hey could be a good swimmer be the best swimmer 
I almost like I almost quit basketball to to focus on co- soccer on on swimming. And my dad was like, you know, you you might regret it, but it's up to you. But my dad, you know, he he wanted the best for me. He would mm-hmm. want me to be out there practicing. He said, if you if there's something you can be good at, be good at it, but do it on your own. Go out and practice. Go go over to the courts and play. Well, it was never it was never like, okay, I'm going to go talk to the coach. I'm going to do this. It's like, no. He said, you want it. You you right. go get it. Well, that's the thing nowadays too. Is everything everything is so? You have trainers. You have leagues. You mm-hmm. have this. You go by the courts. No one's ever playing. No one's when playing. we were growing up, I mean, God, St. Rose and you go there. There's 25 guys. Exactly. People, kids don't play pickup anymore, and I think that's where that hurts. It hurts. It hurts people. It hurts kids being tougher. And um, they don't understand they don't the understand, game. They don't understand the game. They also don't understand the fact that if you lose, you sit out. Yeah. You know that's half the reason we were playing so hard. You don't want to sit out. You know you realize if you if you lose, you're sitting out three games. Uh huh. And kids don't understand anymore. I don't understand how many times we will play two on two with kids. And like the general rule is when you're playing two on two, you pass the ball in. Uh huh. They just start dribbling the ball and shooting it. Like like they never play pickup or anything. I mean, I don't know. It's frustrating, and it is. As a coach, you see it because a lot of kids they don't know. You look at some of these players, and you're like, he has no idea how to play. He doesn't know where he goes, where to go on the floor. See, he doesn't know how yep. to get himself open because he's ne- all he wants to do is go one on one. And he's a great one on one player, but he doesn't know how to play. So why? How he's not going to be a Division one player. But all mommy sees is all mommy sees is he can make an open shot. Yeah, he he, he, he had twenty points yeah, in a year. She doesn't understand that he doesn't know how to move out the ball. He doesn't know how to make a correct pass. He doesn't know how to play the game. He he doesn't know how to get you an open shot. All yeah. he can do. That's all parents see is oh he can make an open three pointer. Uh huh. And they well, just don't. Great. Yeah, so, they can, don't... so can so can almost every high school guard. Exactly. It's a uh, you know limited expectations are 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 huge, but it's not going to change. Like you said, everything's getting so competitive that that it's so cutthroat early that you're it's never going to change. I just looked over at your lanyard, your Takara Kobayashi. Did you see what he did this week, Kobayashi? No. He I drank, follow him on Facebook too, and I haven't been on Facebook. He drank he drank a gallon of milk. Guess how long? How long? What, what would you how long? What would you think it would take a gallon drink a gallon of milk? Like, I he probably did in like thirteen seconds. He drank a gallon of milk in twenty seconds. Hold on, you know what's funny? He's texting you now. No, I have a I, I was at a blogs with balls, and uh, do I was it? Did I have my iPhone or was it my other? Uh, I think it was my other phone. Uh, it might be. I I had a. Uh, I went up to New York City with Kobayashi, and they did. We did blogs with balls, and it was this whole whole big ordeal, big thing. And yeah, I don't think I have it on here. And he drank a gallon of milk in in about twenty. Yeah, like twenty. 20 he drank a gallon of milk in twenty seconds. I mean, 20... oh, here it is. Hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold on. Kev's frantically looking through his phone right now. He's got his giant fingers wrapped around the iPhone. Oh, I hear it. He's drinking right now. Is it the milk? Yeah, he drank a gallon of milk. 20 seconds. How long was this video? I can't drink one of my daughter's sippy cups in 20 seconds. Like one of those, like, this juice is, boxes? Hold on, this had to be less... Here, take a look at the video. Here, count it down. Count. Right, hold on. As soon as the video starts is when he started. All right, hold on a so, second. Let me count it down. Ready? Get the tell timer. Me, tell me when. Hold on All a right. second. Do you want to do the uh, Reese's Challenge again this week? No. <laughs> All right. Ready? Ready? Go. Tell me when to stop. He's still going. He's still... I mean, he's... Yeah. 
there's a guy going against him. It was in front of all the, the blogs with balls. I mean, you should see. Everyone has a cell phone out right now because it's all bloggers. Done. Wow, about 14.4 seconds. Well, I just saw it on ESPN the other day. did it in 20 seconds. 14 seconds, a gallon of milk. Yeah, that's insane. A gallon and of you've milk. you've seen him. He's so, he's like so skinny and... He's all, he's a nice guy though. We met when we yeah, we were in his entourage. Was he five foot seven? And he's jacked. That was so funny when we were walking out with him on the entourage. I mean, here we are, a couple of nobodies, walking out with Kobayashi's entourage at the wing bowl that was, on the floor. That was crazy on the floor, Kobayashi. Well, that's the thing. Like he didn't have anyone else. It was like him and his translator and us and my friend, who's his PR guy, yep. are like in his float. And then there, it was just like, okay, who wants to follow? So we're like, okay, so know. a bunch of us. A bunch of the bloggers. I mean, uh, John Gonzalez from yep. from uh, CSN yep. Philly was there. Uh, Ryan Petzar uh, used to be at Philly dot com. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of pretty pretty good bloggers and, and writers, and we were all in his entourage. Uh, I, the guy from Deadspin. Uh, and I and I got hit with a box of Domino sugar. Yeah, they didn't like us much. No, they didn't. They were not happy with us as a. Uh, what did he? He ate 337 wings in 30 yeah, minutes, and he won. 337 wings in 30 minutes. That's insane. We drank a gallon of milk in 14 seconds. So, something to be said about Kobayashi's stomach, his stomach power. That's, I, couldn't, I, I wasn't sure if I had the iPhone then. I did. You had the iPhone then? I did. I don't know when this was. There he is. Look what he's dressed in. Let me, let me, see, let me take a look at that. Anything good? What's that? Anything good? No, but our, my Rachel was texting me. Our neighbor, she used to she she teaches at Hanfield, and her neighbor, uh, uh, her the, her this the girl who she used to teach her family moved in on the block, and I just read on I was having it on Facebook, and I heard and the girl wrote Rip Daddy, I love you so much, and I texted my wife. I said, Did Ashley? Did I'm not gonna mention name, but did her dad die? She said what? And I said, Check Facebook. And then Rachel just texted me. She said her mom just came home and found him dead. So much freaking sadness this summer. Wait, what happened? The... The our neighbor, the girl Rachel knows, um, a couple blocks away from my house. Um, her mom just came home and found the dad dead. Wow. So much freaking sadness this summer. That's scary. Yeah, I mean, just it's. Yeah, I mean. You know what's you know, and here's I'm gonna give you a little a little story. I'm still a little worried. I don't know if any caller people listening out there uh, are familiar with this, but Mike, we get, we got home from Vermont on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Someone had we had uh, a few people watch the dog. My sister watched her for a little bit, uh, then my neighbor watched her for the rest of the time. So we get home. The, Maya is it's, she's excited to see us, but it's like I was expecting her to like jump through hoops. I mean, usually when we come home and we've been gone for uh-huh. I've been gone for an hour, it's like she's going nuts. She was excited, but not really like giving it to me. So I was like, "What? What is going on?" So we just kind of were like, eh, "I think she was pissed at us because we left, yeah, so yeah, she yeah, was yeah. sad." So we go through. Uh, the next day, she was kind of walking funny, and I was like, "What is going on with her?" So uh, we took her to the neighbor's house who watched her, and her dog was there, and she was back to back to her old self, sprinting around the backyard. She was so excited. She was happy. Uh, we got home on, it was last night, she, we get home, she's laying with us down on the couch, and then she goes upstairs to bed, which she usually does, mm-hmm. and this morning I woke up, and I took her to the park, she was like walking funny again, 
and like a little more and she peed and stuff wouldn't run around the park yeah. and we t- I took her back home uh she sat down went back upstairs jumped in the bed and I didn't see her for like a few hours so I finally come back downstairs and like or upstairs I'm like my let's go so I was like let's go to the bathroom so she she I was like pulled her off the bed and she lands and it's like collapses I'm like uh oh so I'm worried so I take I I, I honestly I called my one friend. And I was like, "Can you watch? Uh, can you watch Olivia?" And picked a took Olivia, put her in the car, picked up Maya, put her in the car, dropped Olivia off at my friend's my neighbor's house, and uh, took Maya to the doctor. They say her she's leaning, she's sitting on one paw, so they think it's like she she really hurt her yeah. her one of her yeah, joints. Yeah. But they said they twisted it and stuff, and they said that she wasn't. It, it didn't seem broken, but it might have been like really hurt, painful. But I don't know. It's like they told me at the end to get her checked out for when, Lyme when disease. When was this? This is this morning. Yeah, well, it's well, Marco, my male dog, one uh, probably about two years ago, three years ago maybe. He's the same way, like jumping all over them. You know, they're jumping all over the place. They're nuts. Well, he was on the bed, on our bed, and I would go to like he usually sits up on our near our pillows. So yeah. I, I went to grab him, and he as soon as I touched him, he just started crying, like you know, yeah, a cry that you know, like like a. Like that, like you're hurting him. Yeah. So I would try to move him again. He would just start crying. And I'm going, huh, that's weird. Like, I don't know what's going on. You don't know. You know obviously, they don't talk. So Rachel said, well, you know what? Let's give it the morning. And in the morning, if it's he's still acting up, like he would just. And, and I was actually going on earlier that night. He would go in the kitchen. He would just lay down. And like, like he would lay in places like in the kitchen where he never lays. Yeah. Just doing weird things. So the next morning, he's kind of doing the same thing. I go tell him, crying, crying, crying. We take him to the vet and make a vet appointment probably like an hour later. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, he's crying. He's barely moving, this and that. And we're really nervous. So the vet gets a hold of him, starts doing all his texts, throwing him around, not crying at all. And he ran out of the vet. And he just basically, after the vet, he was totally fine. So he said, maybe he just like, he's, they said, you know, sometimes they're like us. Like, we tweak our back. Yeah. You know, it hurts the move, you know, if you hurt your back or whatever. He said, sometimes they're just like, they're like us. They hurt something. They don't want to move for a while. And then they just feel better. Um, I don't know. So it's weird. It's, it's scary because they don't talk. So you're like, and that's what's going thing. on? Yeah. I have no. So I, I, they give me medicine. I gave her two the pills. Uh, she, she eats the pills, but they said the one's going to really sedate her because they said don't let her put her in a small room. So we put her in our uh, living room, uh, which is kind of small, the room with the fireplace uh-huh, in it, yep. and we blocked blocked her, gated her out, and put her food and stuff in there. And she just she's been in there. Her bed's there. That way yep. she's not up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Sarah gets home and she's like wags her tail, but not getting up and stuff, and just like looks lethargic. Well, I, I'd given her the pill, and they said it was it sedates her. Right. So I'm guessing that that's what the that's what that's why. But the lady said something about Lyme disease. Like go get her checked out for Lyme disease. I'm like, well, I'm here. Like why? Why, why, why do you, you check, check her out? Right. Well, where do we take her? So she's like, you know, go to your regular vet because I took her to the animal hospital. And uh, isn't there a vet right at the corner from your yeah, house? Yeah, the Red Bank. Is that where you went? Yeah, Red Bank Veterinary Hospital. So I just took, drove her up there. So I'm like, now I'm now I'm thinking, do I go and get her tested for Lyme disease tomorrow? Like, if she's still the same way, but I'm keep on giving her this like anti-inflammatory that's gonna be, that's gonna stop mm-hmm. stop her her pain. So I don't know. I'm just. I'm really trying to figure out what what to do. So if any of you uh, out there in in, in Animal blog talk radio have had a similar situation uh, with Lyme disease, let us know. Call in uh, the call in number three four seven two one five eight one two six. Tonight, the second hour brought to you by 
integrated play. Uh, go see Renee Shaw if you're an athlete transitioning into a career. 269-760-3857. The show tonight is brought to you by Foam Pack, supplier of all great go products. Just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Follow us on Twitter at the match underscore up zone, on Facebook, the match up zone, by email the match up zone at gmail.com. And speaking of which, Mike, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but judging by uh, the disregard of our interns, I was thinking of throwing in a, throwing a little uh, contest out there. Do we, now? Do we fire them? Do do we do we say you know what? You guys are done. This is like this is it. You can't can't just skip. No, because I think that's what they want. They want to they want to be done. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. But then the, that's the thing. Like if they don't want to be here, then just then tell us. Just tell it. Then just don't be here. So I feel like we're letting them off the hook if we fire them. It's almost like when you go to jail. I, I hate the death penalty because I think it's worse if you're actually rot in jail. So I think if we give them the death penalty and just have them leave, uh-huh. that may be what they want. So I think we make them stay. Yeah, but the, if they're just going to sit there and be miserable and like if they don't if they don't want to be here, if they're not, you know, this seemed like they were excited about it and they want all the perks, like they want the the right. press passes, they want uh the to get on the the radio right. and right. stuff, they right. want the the accolades that come with it, but they don't want to put in the work. So it's like I think deep down you we we say that they're going to be like oh great we don't want to want to be here they're going to want to be they want to be here they want it they want to be here they just think that they can do what they want they think they they're kind of equals as opposed to interns so oh. I think if we if we say you know what that you guys are done I think you know maybe maybe it will light a fire but I the case in point we need an, we need an intern we need someone here answering phones we need someone here ru- running the the production studio over there switchboard the mi- switchboard the mixboard a mixer uh, we need someone here doing those things uh that we can't do i can't answer i mean we we all have the same studio in front of us but a call comes in i can't just answer right. a random call it could right. be some lunatic sitting there cursing and right. or elwood you know it's like there you never know who's going to call so you need someone to screen the calls, and they, I just don't think they're getting it done. So should we? I was thinking of throwing out a little intern contest. Regardless, I think we need someone yeah. else. So I was thinking of throwing out a little intern contest, see if anyone's interested. I, and I put this on. I didn't even talk about it on the show. I put it on Twitter before, and I had like four people who were like, "I want to be an intern. I want to be an intern." We chose those two, right. uh, thinking that they would be the best two. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw on an intern contest between this week and next week. I want you to send us an email, uh, thematchupzone at gmail.com, telling us why you'll be the best intern. And uh, on Twitter this week, should we keep Zeke and Axel? Should we keep them? Give us a simple yes or no. Well, should we keep Zeke and Axel? We're going to let Can't Twi- keep one without the other. They're like a package Yeah, they're a package deal. Yep. So if, if this is the case... It's time to it's time for the fans. If you are a fan of Axel and Zeke, if you think the show can't run without them, let us know. If you think if they the are, show can't run without us, let yeah. us know. If you think they are dead weight, uh, which we kind of do, let us know that too, and we'll uh, we'll sort it out, and we'll have a decision next week. And uh, send us your send us your little your little resume, if you will. Send us an email telling us why you think you should be the intern, the next intern for the Matchup Zone, and uh, we'll have you in here. We'll have you in studio, 
Uh, and that's the thing. You want to get someone in broadcast who wants to wants to be in broadcasting, too. I don't think either of them want to be in broadcasting. I think they're just doing it because it's fun. So, who knows? And they, want to make, and they like to make fun of us. They like to make fun of us. So, you know what? Hey. We gotta let the set the precedent that this is the that, this is the real deal. Yeah, we are the bosses. We're the bosses. Yeah, they kind of they kind you know especially Zeke Axel. Axel, well, I think Axel. See, fine. I'll give Axel the yeah. benefit of the Zeke doubt. Is, Zeke's getting a little too big for his britches over he there. He's getting he, a little too big for his britches. You know, he's over there. You know, mouthing off, off to yeah. us. You know, this and that. So, oh. all right. Well, you know what, Zeke. And that's the thing. Here's and they are a package deal, but I can see Zeke being upset and offended by this conversation, and Axel just being like, "I'll stay." Like I feel like right. Axel, Axel almost rides drives over here with Zeke, and he's just like, "You know what? I don't have a ride, then I have to do it on my own." I feel like Zeke is the one is like almost almost like Axel's dad. He's like, "You're not going if I'm not going." So Zeke, Zeke is a bully. He is a bully. So I feel I think Axel wants to be here. I think Zeke's the one who's kind of like a bully. All right, we'll throw it out there next so, next next week between now and then. Let us know by yep. Twitter. Let us know if you if they should stay, if they should go. Oh boy, a few tweets already. If they should stay and if or if they should go. Uh, let us know what you think, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Kev, so, Kev, the uh, the royal baby. Oh jeez. I don't know about you, but I could care less about the royal baby. Do you have the same? I, I don't I? care. I, I could, I, I couldn't care less. I was looking on Twitter today, and people were talking about it. I was just like, "Why are you talking? Who cares? Yeah. We don't live in England." I feel like if Chelsea Clinton, when 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 President Clinton was the president, and Chelsea Clinton was giving birth, it would be no, it would just be like, oh, I mean, it would be a little story on action, you know, yeah. on the news, you know, Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, but Bill, Clinton, Bill Clinton's the grandfather, right? But it's not like this royal baby. I could care less. We live in the USA. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I never was understood the infatuation with. Uh, the, r- the royal, royal wedding. wedding the royal we- I didn't understand. People was like broadcast. Rachel, people were leaving. You, you, you couldn't get Rachel away from the TV. <laughs> I was uh, one of my real close friends uh, was was watching it and like leaving school and just saying like I need to know what's going on in the royal wedding. It's like no, why? I, I couldn't care less about the royal wedding. It's it's just pointless. I don't I don't care. I, I don't mean, care about. I mean any I mean not for nothing, and I don't want to seem insensitive, but I could care less about Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I really could. I mean, I mean, no, look. I There's a prime minister of England. They don't make decisions anymore. They're just—it's a title. Tony Blair, right? Is yeah, still Tony Blair. I think so. But they don't make decisions anymore. Like, there's no more decision making by Queen Elizabeth, I by the Queen. It's I, not like King George was is decreeing yeah, things. I, I also don't know how the. I, I still don't know exactly how the whole thing works. Like, if Queen Elizabeth passes away, then her husband. Doesn't become king, but you have to be. Around. Who, if she passed away, who's the next? Is is who's the next in line? If I, she passed away, I guess uh, what's his name? Charles, her son Charles would be the next in line, I think, because Charles, Charles is and Diana, Princess Diana's kids are I William and I don't, I don't know. See, I feel like he's he's like going to be. It's going to be like King Charles, and then when he goes, it's like William. Will probably be will be the next king. I don't know who cares. Like I said, who cares? Like there's, a, it's not the same. Rachel knows. Kingdom. My wife knows. Ever she knows who's next in line. She, she knows, just texted her. Yeah, I just texted her. She won't respond. I, I, yeah, I, the the royal baby. 
It's, now the Royal Rumble, that's a different story, Kev. I care I'm more into, about I'm, that. I'm into the Royal Rumble. I, I definitely care more about the Royal Rumble than I do. By the way, do you remember, do you remember the 1992 Royal Rumble? When, really? Like, Are you specifying yeah, a 1992? I, I, no, I, I am because here's why, and you might remember when I get into this. It's the one that the belt, the championship belt was uh, was vacant, and the winner of the Royal Rumble was going to be the winner of the belt. Okay. So it was Rick. It was the one that Rick Flair was in, and he got. It was there was thirty participants, and he drew number three. And as soon as you, as soon as he drew number three, like you knew he was going to win. Yeah. Just because he was out so, so early. Uh huh. So he broke all kinds of Royal Rumble records. He was in the longest, and he winds up winning. Uh, he winds up throwing Sid v- Justice or Vicious or well, I don't know. They're yeah. the same guy, but I don't yeah. know. But um, I, I like an always battle royal. I was always into the battle royals. With like a lot of guys in the ring at yeah, the same time. Yeah, but dive. I like when they all start at once in the ring. I don't like when they do it like the Royal Rumble. Every 10 seconds, a new guy would – like they'd start with two, and then every two minutes from then on, another participant would enter the ring. I feel like if I'm if I'm, if I'm I'm watching from TV, I'm, the, I'm with you. I like the battle royale where they're Just, all in there yeah, at the start. Give me, th- give me 20 guys in the ring at once. Yeah, but if I'm a c- spectator at the event, it's like I can't – you have no idea what's going on. It's yeah. like there's, it's too confusing. It's too much for your I, – I get confused when I'm, watching the, when I'm watching the Rumble and there's like a 1,000 people in the ring i'm like what what do i watch yeah and it's just <laughs> i i don't like you have the, all these allegiances and and it's, they all just break down people are pummeling everyone right. my favorite my favorite i love i love that you have to go over the top ropes because th- at least twice during the rumble you're gonna get a guy like who comes charging at a guy standing by the ropes and, and he, he just, just, ducks, he just, and he he just like ducks yep. and and yep. flips him up or like ducks and pulls the rope down yep. and he goes like Listen, I understand it's staged, but like use your head. No, that's the thing. There, there was no creativity when when Vince McMahon Senior ran it. Yeah, there was when he was alive. There was no creativity. Yeah, when Hulk Hogan fought. He was winning. Like yeah. there was no like, I don't know. And if Hulk Hogan lost, was going to lose, you know, it'd be like a countout. Like he wasn't yeah. dropping the belt. It uh-huh. would be like a disqualification. Yeah. Um. There was just no imagine. There was imagination. just no imagination. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, speaking of speaking of British uh, British babies, how about Phil Mickelson? Yeah. I, and here's what I: besides Rumbles, I care more about the British Open than I do the uh, British baby. British baby. The British, yeah, I could. Yeah, I mean, Phil Mickelson pulls it out. What an what an amazing round! And I'm not a Phil Mickelson fan. I think he's very hokey. We've talked about this I before. Kinda like, I kind of like. I him. think he's hokey. I think the whole like, oh, I'm so it's so generous and so. Well then, be on Tiger well, Woods. Well, you know if, what? Here's my thing: if you're so generous, then then let yourself be on Tiger Woods 2013, 2014. Like, right. why are you holding out? Because you don't believe in what Tiger does. Right. You're so so forgiving and all this. No, you hate Tiger Woods. You think he's a d bag. Well, you know it's funny. Rachel, stop pretending. Rachel's cousin is a caddy at Marion. Uh huh. And he said he had Phil Mickelson like a, like three weeks before. Uh huh. He said he was awesome. He said it was great. He said the Americans generally. Are just not nice dudes. Really? Like Hunter Mahan, a lot of guys. He said like Justin. Uh, he said like um, Justin Rose was great. He said uh, he said generally Europeans are so much nicer. He said the Americans just treat you like dirt. Really? He said Mickelson was great though. He said huh. Mickelson was great. Now again, I you know I don't know. I'm just going by what he says. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you, Kev. What is more likely to happen? Tiger breaks Jack's record for majors, or Tiger never wins another major. 
He's going to win another major, so I'm going with he breaks his record. I'm, I'm going, gun to my head, I'm going he doesn't win another major. He's 36, he's still so young. And here's the thing, if he's 36 and he's completely out of contention every single time, he was he finished two over. Mickelson didn't have that round. It's a different ball game. He, Mickelson finishes three under. If, if you know, you have what did uh, Adam Scott finish? Uh, Adam he Scott was, right was, up, he was he was he was yeah. plus one, but he was in sec, he came in right. second place. So it's it's the thing like Tiger finished in sixth Look, place. He's not breaking the record. Yeah, but he's in contention every single time. He, I'm telling you, he's not breaking the record. So I'm gonna say I I don't think he's breaking the record. So I'm gonna have to say he doesn't win another major. I th- I think he's winning another major. He, I think he's gonna he, break he, the record. He, I just don't think he can win five more majors. I just don't think so. I think here's the thing: he gets a hot year, he gets it together. He's gonna. He he's the kind of guy who he's so good and his raw talent yeah. alone. I don't know if he's that good anymore. Yeah, but his, it's 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 all between his ears. When his his raw talent is is better than any golfer out there, so he can put it together and he can. He's done it before. Win, just go off and win three out of four majors. I just, I just think the biggest thing is these guys aren't afraid of him anymore. And yeah, that I I think that's huge. When but guys were guys were in the last group with him. They would just wilt under the pressure. Yeah, but here's the thing: the guys, guys aren't afraid anymore. Yeah, but he's. It's. I think it's guys still are afraid of him. I think Tiger right now isn't putting the pressure. He's not. He's not playing his game. He it, mentally, he's not come. He's not the same player he was. I think he can get back to it, but he's not the same player who went out and just said, "You know what? I'm gambling. I'm going to take these crazy shots and I'm going to make them." And he's had that confidence because. If if next year he comes out and we're we're on the last day, he's two strokes back, and it's hole fifteen. The guy on thirteen is going to hear the crowd scream when when he makes a ridiculous shot, and it's going to be in the back. They're, they are going to be scared because they they're going to know it's not Adam Scott, it's not just it's 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 not Zach Johnson, it is Tiger Woods who just made that shot, and they're going to be like. He's two strokes back. They're going to look at the board. He's one stroke back. Their shots are going to be a little more, little more tight. But I think Tiger's shots are a little more tight now because he knows there's so much pressure on him. And that's the thing. He needs to. Once he realizes, you think, you think if he, he breaks it, you think if he wins one more, like the floodgates open again. I think he just all he needs is that one victory, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm back. His mental, meant you so can tell good, he is he is playing tight because so he's many, so trying so hard. There's so many good young golfers now, though. I feel like. So there's so many guys. I feel like in the like 90s and 80s, there weren't that many guys who could win. Yeah. I feel like now, like 20. I feel like anywhere from 25 guys can win this thing. Well, it is, and that's the that's the difference. You look at Jack Nicklaus, and you you think about what he, who is he competing against? Obviously, Lee Trevino. You know, there's there's a lot uh, of talent. Ben Hogan, yeah. or not Ben Hogan, uh, Arnold Palmer. Oh yeah, Arnold Palmer, yeah, guys like that. But there wasn't the there wasn't. But the, you have to look at the technology too. Like you weren't hitting the ball as far back uh-huh. then. The clubs now, these titanium heads, you're hitting the ball. You know. And that's the, like, Jack Nicklaus was like the last guy who could hit a one iron. Yeah, and you you hit the nail on the head. It's so much competition now. You look at look at the the majors this year. I mean, it's right. I mean, the majors this year you had Justin Rose, Adam Scott, um. Justin Rose, Adam Scott, uh, Phil Mickelson, uh-huh. and who won the the British, the Masters? Who won the Adam Scott won the Masters? Adam Scott won the Masters. 
The U.S. Uh, Open was US Justin Open, Rose. Yeah, Justin Rose. The wh- who, who won? Who won, who won uh, no, the, the British Open just was Mickelson, yeah. and then there's the PGA Championship. PGA, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's still a there's still you know, and that's the thing. Who knows? Tiger can come back and win the U.S. win the PGA Championship, yeah, yeah. and suddenly it's like He's going back. into next year. Who knows? So. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I still hear a lot about I still hear a lot about uh, I ever heard two people. What, what do you got? My one friend uh, just sent out a funny a funny tweet to me. He said, "Why does your studio look like Mike and Mike's minus the rich guys behind the mic?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they stole this idea off of us. They really did. I mean, I mean, we should we should sue them. Uh oh. What do we got? We got we got a little issue. Are we are we here? Check that. Check everything out here. We can't. Someone, hold on. I'm trying. People are trying to call in. They were trying to call in. And they said they can't get through. Who knows? Well, we're on. I mean, the... yeah, everything. I mean, we're getting tweets and stuff about what we're talking about. Right. So obviously, we're 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 going live, but. But I kind of figured we something's wrong with the phone line. No one has called in yet. So <laughs> we got a we got an already have an intern email. Uh, we got a guy who wants to be an intern, and his his reasoning is because I know sports that aren't golf. What do you think? Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's great. He's in the lead. We have one in the running. Um, let's see here. I'm just looking at it. Yeah. And that's the thing. We we should be like, what's going on on Twitter, Axel? What's going on on Twitter? Nothing. I'm looking at a blank chair. I'm sitting there trying to check. It's like we're going back to the old days. I don't know. So the Sixers are going to introduce New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Noel, or New Orleans Noel, New Orleans Noel uh, to the to the world. Sixers are going to introduce him, and uh, that should be fun. I would like to. I I want to see him. I just want to see him in like Sixers gear. Like I right now, I'm it's I'm, I'm excited about him, but like you haven't even seen. They haven't even introduced him yet. You haven't seen him in summer league. You haven't seen him in anything Sixers related. With like a Sixers backdrop, I'd be fine with. I'd yeah, be excited the, to the see. Problem him. With, the problem with the Sixers this year is everyone's going to be excited early, and then they're going to be hideous. And then people aren't going to go to the games. I mean, they're going to have trouble, Kev. They're going to be one of the top three worst teams in the league this year. They're going to have trouble drawing flies to that stadium this year. Yeah. Nobody's going to those games this year. Yeah. That's the thing with that's the thing with the Eagles, Kev. You're always that place. If they're zero and seven for that eighth home game, that I mean, they're they're packing the place. Eagles fans, Eagles are always going to draw. Flyers are always going to draw just because those guys, the, the Flyers fans are so loyal. But the Sixers and Phillies, if they're not playing well, people don't go to the games. No. Especially the Sixers. I mean, we got we got a call, Kev. Yeah, yeah, we got we, yeah, we got it. Yeah, Don from Fairfax. I'm trying to send the send send it out again. People are texting me saying they're trying to get through. It's not letting them through. Good thing we good. See, this is good thing we didn't have. Uh, Good thing we didn't have all these people calling in. Oh, I think he finally got through. Let's get Don from Fairfax first. Don from Fairfax, you're in the Magic Zone. How Did are that, you tonight? That go through? Yeah, you're 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 through. Oh, I, I, under- I just wanted to check. I I was worried. I thought maybe Zeke was on strike or something. 
<laughs> yeah, Zeke, 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 you're, you're pulling out for more pay. Yeah, Zeke, your buddy Zeke might be uh, might be hitting the bricks. Oh, usually I could talk to Zeke for a minute before I get on, but I just want to make, call and make sure that the phones are working. <laughs> yeah, Zeke, uh, <laughs> Zeke's not answering phones tonight, not doing anything tonight. He's uh, he's off in his own world. Who knows? I think he took a turn that time that he went to the shore. Yeah, it's, Remember it seems. And here's early the thing. Summer, yeah, and we talked about this. It's like we let him get away with it too. Like if you're a coach and your player misses practice and you don't really do anything, it's like then then they think they can do it the next time. And they think and we just kind of said we're like okay, you know, you know that's fine. You know, we're, you're not getting paid anything. If you can't make it, you can't make it. And it's like okay, now he now he just thinks he can do whatever. Just he wants. give us a little bit of a heads up. He gives us two it was hours, two hours the show. Up. And I was I was gonna text them last night and be like, are you guys going? Because I guarantee they would have been like, yeah. Right, and then they're like, like oh, I don't feel like going. Mm-hmm. But I, then I you know have the high point, which when uh, Zeke and E Class came up with the tattoos that Rick Pitino should get. Yeah, I think that, 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 that was the that pinnacle was right there. That was that was the pinnacle of the uh, the Zeke and E Class era right there. Maybe so they what, need another assignment to get get the, uh, their yeah, creative the, juices going. First assignment: show up. Yeah, first, and I told him, and that's why I said I was like, I want to. We can create like a a little. I want to know what's going on in the sports world. Uh, give us the funny side of sports. Give us some funny stories that are going on, and you two idiots can sit over there and talk, and we'll all talk on it. Like I said, for like ten minutes each show, twenty minutes maybe, we can do that and kind of fire back and forth. But it's like they're not even like they they yeah they don't even show up. And I gave them that assignment the last time, and Zeke was sit, still sitting there watching thirty thirty rock the whole time. Hey, are you guys interested at all in the uh, Tour de France that's over now, or is that is that kind of passe boring? Um, I pretty much uh, I couldn't tell you who won the Tour de France. I, I think I think Lance Armstrong uh, ruined, ruined that for everyone. But he also here's the thing: I love Lance Armstrong. Not what he did, but like we talked about, what he represents and like cancer research and stuff like that. I hate. Yeah. That. It's all it's all gone downhill, but. Uh, when he stopped being good, when all that came out, and look, it's like it's like what's going to happen with baseball? Everyone's on steroids, so people stopped caring. And it's like a sport that you know, bicycling, cycling is is it's not it's not it's a one man thing. You're just watching them ride through the hills, and it's it's very interesting, but it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. It's not as 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 exciting as the the four major sports and things like that. The funniest part about the Lance Armstrong thing was Lance Armstrong apparently was not doing was not doing steroids, yet he was winning the Tour de France. Everyone else was doing steroids and they couldn't win. That I never quite yeah, understood I, that. I think what happens in that sport is first of all, I think it's so grueling. I mean and the the Tour de France is it's a three-week deal where they race every single day except they have two or three rest days in the three weeks. But what I didn't know, I just heard last week, is that just before that in May is the Giro, excuse me, the Giro d'Italia, which is a similar structured race in Italy. And then there's a Vuelto that's in Spain. And all these guys, most of the same guys, are riding these the two- and three-week competitions all season. And I think that there's a limit to what they can take. I, I I think without going out on a limb and say, I think most people on the tour are taking some sort of, you know, 
beyond uh, eating carbohydrates and protein. I think they're they're taking pills, yeah. and there's a limit to where they can get to. And then once they cross that line is where they get into trouble. Because I don't think that the human body can take that type of stress for that long a time, you know, just eating meat and potatoes and, and milkshakes. Right. Not, but, not that, then, or, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then I think Lance Armstrong, the the blood doping thing, I think that was going on. There were a lot of guys on that team and other guys who have been disqualified who were doing the same thing. So it's almost a culture of, you know what, if you don't do it, you're not going to be on television, you're not going to be winning, you're not going to be making money. And I think there's a lot of pressure to for, for all the guys out there to, to do that. And then you get somebody who's such a dominant personality like a Lance Armstrong, and I'm sure there's a, a gazillion others of the professional riders, and they put the pressure on the younger guys coming up and saying, this is what you have to do, this is the way we do it. And, and I think that contributes to the widespread uh, abuse of the system. Hmm. But yeah. the uh, fellow who won the tour this year, Chris Frome from England, uh, had what he called the ride of his life in, in one of the mountain stages, and he came on, he, he won the stage, he pretty much blew everybody out in, in the final half hour of the thing. And the next day, the French press had a, the headlines was about, is he taking anything? And his response was, I just had the ride in my life, and this is what I have to deal with. But when he won the yellow yesterday, when he finally, they, it was confirmed when they rode into Paris, he said he guaranteed the integrity of the win, which I thought was, it spoke well for the sport, and, and hopefully it'll go that way. Yeah, now, Don, you seem like you're a big uh, enthusiast, a big Tour de France enthusiast. Uh, you're a big Tour de France fan? Well, I started watching it about three years ago because it, it suddenly was on television. I thought it was really confusing, and then mm -hmm. in talking to other people and watching it, um, I, I enjoyed watching it this year. I thought there's a lot of... It's it's a race within a race within a race, and so there's just a lot of interesting stuff going on. So you weren't watching during the Miguel Indurain five in a row pre Lance Armstrong days. You weren't going. No, back that every far. once in a while they'll show a highlight of guys from from back yeah. when they used to win it, and it's really incredible to see these guys on these old aluminum bikes coming up to the <laughs> right. crest of a mountain with no helmet on and going down sixty <laughs> miles an hour. They were the true troopers. Yeah. Now here, Don. Here's here's my thoughts, and I, I usually I like the Tour de France. I, I respect it. Uh, this year, I was angry at it because, listen, I saw. Yeah, it was like, uh, it was always on, and the the show I watch all the time. I love the Dan Patrick show. I think you know he's the he's like my idol uh, in terms of this business. He's awesome. I think he's he's very very good interviewer. I, I can't say enough. I love the show, uh, and the Tour de France would run during the Dan Patrick show. So I wasn't able to watch the Dan Patrick show on, on NBC. Uh, you know, I was pretty upset about that. So yeah. it really bummed Ooh, me. Out. Yeah, and you yeah, know what? I turn had, a few people off. I had, I had, a, uh, like a camp the one week, then I came back and, uh, the tour de France was on. Then I went on vacation when the tour de France is over. And then I came back this week and I finally watched it today. So I felt a little better, but yeah, it's just, it's, it, it, that's what bothered me about the tour de France this year. But, uh, yeah, so, Don, we, we appreciate you calling. We have a few people on the line uh, waiting waiting behind yeah, you. I, I, I Go got to jump. I got a date. I got a date with Mrs. Duncan. I, she's coming by to pick me up here, so I got to get running. <laughs> or, 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 Talk to or, you guys. Good thing it's not Mr. Duncan. Bye-bye. All right, Don. Right, have a good 
<laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Don Fairfax joining there us. He is. Yep. The one the only. The one the only. So, uh, next caller, next caller on the line. I think we. I think this is uh, an intern, an in, uh, a hopeful intern. Let's see. You yeah. are in the matchup zone. What's up, fellas? Oh, is this the uh, is this the uh, the the intern in waiting, Chris Biddle? I mean, I'm trying to interview for the job. I just couldn't couldn't get there tonight, but hopefully next weekend I uh, can stop by and uh, submit my application. Now, now, Chris, were you at the? Come ZD? on, Mike, make a joke. Let's go. <laughs> you know what's funny? Let's go. This this whole ZBB thing. Oh, who's yeah. that? ZBB. I realized oh, what it was. Oh, that was funny. I just found out today. I just found out today. Everyone's going ZBB. Uh, ZBB. Yeah. I have ZBB. no idea. It was what is fun. That? Zach, Zach, Zach Brown, Brown Band. Zach Brown Band. I didn't know until last night either. It's okay. Now, what, what is he? Is he it's, it's, I guess it's country. I mean, it, it was an all right concert. I, I went to a complete opposite of uh, the Spectrum's concerts this weekend. On Saturday, I went to Lil Wayne. On Sunday, I went to Zach Brown Band. It's quite the turnaround. Uh, no, it was uh, different crowds. Let's just uh, leave it at that. Wait, now, what, now I saw you tweeted Wheezy. What's that mean? That's, that a that's, well, that's, well, look at my tweets so much, man. Uh, <laughs> I follow you. I don't know. You, you tweet yeah. 97 times a day. I mean, what do you mean by looking at so much? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Wheezy, Wheezy is Lil Wayne. You don't oh, know yes? this? I have no idea. See, I'm, and you know what? As soon as you, oh, you're soon, about I, that Tupac, right, Mike? He's still around. No, we were on Twitter, and I'm still around. No, he's not. I'm looking at the ZBB thing, and I'm like, who is this? Who's ZBB? So after we were tweeting, I looked at it and I said, okay, I need to figure it out. So I typed in ZBB in a Google search, and Zach Brown Band <laughs> came up, and I was like, oh, you know, you know, ZBB, and I felt like so unhip because I was like, ZBB has to be some like techno thing. And I was like, oh, I've heard of Zach Brown, but I don't think I've heard them sing, but I've heard of them. And, like, heard of them yeah, because they're well, country. I like country I, music. I, I never like it when a guy, like, has a band, like, and names it after him. Like, how arrogant. Yeah, like, well, Dave Dave yeah that's the truth. Like, like, it took me a while. I didn't even know who he was. I, like, I, sh- I was at the concert. I was like, who's, who's Zach Brown? Which one's Zach Brown? Is he playing the yeah, drums? Is that, a, is that a guy or is that just, like, a, no. everyone together is Zach Brown? Hey, that's... Now, uh, you know... Where was this concert? Susquehanna Center. Yeah. Now, now, are you yeah, a lawn? So, are, you a, are you a lawn guy? Like, oh yeah, you gotta go yeah, lawn. I mean, go lawn. lawn's expensive enough. I mean, I'm not gonna talk price prices on here. It's like eighty bucks, but uh, I mean, it was expensive. Eighty bucks for lawn seats? Yeah, I bought them really late. I mean, now, bad now, choice, now, man. What does it go for like this? I feel like if you sit down, you're, you're confined and kids can't have I fun. I mean, th- yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like, I ended up in the pit. Like, I was up in the pit, but my tickets were lost. Oh, uh, so is that, I, the, is, I was, that, is that the way I to mean, go? Like, you, you, Yeah, you when you look like you're 28, you just walk to the front. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, the guy asked for his ID, and Chris, and Chris just pulled up his pant leg. <laughs> How many times have I heard that joke? <laughs> All right, and the guy just said, Teen Wolf! <laughs> Let him in. They, they're like, I mean, what, I mean, seriously, I, I mean, seriously, what year did you start shaving? <laughs> Do you actually want to know? Yeah, I mean, seriously. I honestly, I can remember shaving like seventh grade, Jesus. <laughs> possibly sixth. Jesus, oh my God, that's insane. You know what's funny? I used to. I, I think I was in se- now. I was in seventh grade, and I was like. 
my dad's like, don't let it touch your skin, but he would like pretend shave with me because I would watch him shave. He'd be like, okay, son, here you go, pretend shave. Dude, up until, up until like up until like two years ago, I would just put some a little milk on my face and I'd let the cat lick it off. I mean, I didn't know what the hell a razor was. Uh, yeah, I've been grown. I haven't gained more. Like you could, you told me in seventh grade. Like I, my legs haven't changed. They're right? just uh, hair, the hairy as ever. Legs, yeah, legs are hairy. I mean, that, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I feel I like mean, there's uh, no doubt about it. I feel like that's your trademark, though. Like the legs. Yeah, the like, hairy legs. Hairy legs. Yeah, like, Dude, imagine, you think, how you hi- think Chris how Biddle, how you're like, oh, yeah, hairy legs. Imagine how high you could jump if you didn't have the hairy legs. <laughs> you're like Tom Selleck at the leg department. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me. It's killing my uh, athletic potential. It really is. It really yeah, is. That's yeah, that's what's doing it. Yeah, yeah that, oh, that's what's doing it. Oh, I'm not having kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens. Your athletic potential. <laughs> uh, it's so true. So, Chris, uh, you know, send your resume. Send your res. We want to know why you think my uh, resume, dude. I know your, sports, man. That's give us, that's, give us your sports. What am I watching right now? Sports Center, man. Yeah, Ryan Brown suspended. We're all over to Phil Mickle. Like every time Phil here yeah. comes, Phil, he was all over. See, the, I think he uh, would oh, be. I love I, Phil. I'll talk golf with it too. Wait, you like yeah? Because he does. He knows. He's. It seems like he is on the same sport. Kevin, like, we're not talking mini golf, man. We're talking no, the real listen, thing here. Okay. Are we talking, are we talking soccer? F- football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like he he would be a good intern. I think he would. Uh, he would come. He's not that far from the studio. He would show up on time. And he's basically a Camden Catholic kid now. He was hanging out with Kyle Green and Brian Matera. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Why I- would you do? See, that's why you look at my Twitter so much. Dude, you tweet. When you tweet, I see it. It's not like I'm going on your page. You yeah, tweet, okay. I see it. All right. Uh-huh. That's how that works. Oh, yeah, see that picture I tweeted of me and Matt Smart today? No. See that. Dude, go check it out. I'm re- wrecking <laughs> a dog's ball shirt. Can you talk volleyball? Hold on oh, a second, yeah. Kev. We got to let Chris go because we have another caller here who... uh Uh-oh. Chris, well, my Chris, my application will be in the mailbox tomorrow morning. Sounds good. We will get it. And we will we will consider. It. I'm I'm thinking of not even telling telling the interns not even to show up next week and and almost get the best and, and get like the, six interns the, in here have and have them, them come here duke and, it out. and they're in and Chris is in their chair. Yeah, like I I feel like we should have like everyone in here and just try to sort it out next week. Like who's the Royal the Rumble? Yeah, they're gonna uh, think sure. I'm your dad, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> like, hi, hi, Mr. Gould. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> All right, All right, Chris. All right gentlemen. All right, I'll see you. All right, we got uh, we got one more on the line waiting waiting below waiting behind. Is this another intern in waiting? <laughs> Who we got? Hello, caller. You're in the matchup zone. Is this Hello? me now? This not, is you. Not an intern in waiting. Uh oh. Uh oh. I, I think I know who this is. I think this is my. Is this is this my wife Rachel? This is your wife, Rachel. What did Mike do? What, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do now? Now we have a question for you because um, we couldn't tear you away from the royal wedding. Um, <laughs> no, when that the royal was, baby. No, the royal wedding. Oh, okay. When the royal wedding was going oh, okay. on. If Queen Elizabeth dies, who's up next? Prince Charles. Why? Why yeah, is Prince Charles up next? Because he's her firstborn son. Okay, now it's let's, like, it's like okay the, now now the, Prince Charles now Prince Charles kicks it and then who? William. William, because it's his firstborn son. 
And then well, where it, would go through, it would go through Char- all Charles' kids before it would go to Charles' brother. Wait, then where it's does... the firstborn the... son and then all their family and then... But I the, thought... You know, the secondborn son. Wait, but I thought that... I thought Kate is going to be like the queen. Yeah, but here's... You know, when William's the prince or when William's the king. Oh, when William's the king. So William would be the king when Prince Charles takes a dirt nap. Yeah, but yeah. like Queen Elizabeth has to take that dirt nap first. Right. So Queen Elizabeth, when Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth passes, then Prince Charles passes, then Prince Charles is no Prince Harry. Who's the Prince William? Prince William. William. He's the prince, and then his wife. Becomes well, here's the, here's the, the thing. Like, there's no, they're not fighting battles anymore. Like kings used to go out and fight, fight in wars and stuff, and that's why king, you know, you'd had kings that were twenty something years old. They're not, it's not happening anymore. So, like, Queen Elizabeth's still there because she's ancient. Right. Then Prince, Prince Charles will be the next king. Oh. It's like he, he'll be there forever because he's, he's got good doctors. He's not going out and putting his life on the line. So, like, Prince William probably won't be a king until well, let he's, me, like, 80. Well, let me ask Rachel something. Why are you so, why are you so enthralled with the, with the royal family? Like, well, like who cares? What's I don't know. It's something special. It's kind of neat that we don't have that in this country. That it's something that you know is. Well, you, know. yeah, but we don't have it in this country. So why do you care about it? Is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's just special, and I think it's neat that we're so close to them. And I don't know. It's fun to get enthralled in someone else's where, life. Where's Tony, <laughs> where's Tony Blair fall in all this? Who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> he has nothing to do with the royal family. Well, then what's his job? Like, I don't understand. What does the prime minister do? Doesn't he run everything? Why are we getting well, the history lesson he, like, here? The, he, like, he's like the president. He's right. government. Okay. Yeah, it's like the president. Okay, so... It's just, like I said, the, the government... Queen Elizabeth Queen... oversees much more than just England and everything. Like, she's, you know... Yeah, she was Australia. She was great in Naked Gun. Did you ever see her in that? <laughs> she was great in that movie. Rage. Last, uh, we got last question for you. Zeke okay. and Axel. How she, should what what should happen? What should their she fate already be? Said keep them. Keep them, huh? Keep them, yeah. I'm a big fan of Zeke and Axel. I really am, and oh, Riley bring, loves them. So they bring nothing to the table. You pay them nothing. What do you want them to bring? <laughs> Some enthusiasm, anything. So the only thing you pay them is when I feed them. So I don't understand why. Hey, that's a good yeah, but that, no more no more candy cakes. By the way, Rachel, I have a question. Go ahead. Candy cakes. Do you call them mm-hmm. candy cakes because it's like you'll it's a you'll get sued if you call them candy cakes? No. Uh, I call them candy cakes because I have a lot of ants that make them, and they all call them candy cakes. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Because I was always I have I was no like, idea. Oh, one letter off, and I was like, they're just like candy cakes, but they're like candy cakes. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, is it like a le- legality thing? Yeah, I'm trying not to break any laws here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. So, hold on, Rach. Yep. So, so Zeke and Axel <laughs> stay, but what if Chris Biddle wants to? You know Chris Biddle. What if Chris Biddle wants to? I do to, know Chris Biddle very well. What if he wants a shot at the title? That's going to be a hairy situation. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, there's going to be a lot of loyalty stress. Yeah, but the downfall on Chris is you have him for, you know, what, three weeks and then he leaves for school. Bro, then he leaves you got Zeke and Axel for another year. They're just so ungrateful. Hmm. <laughs> give them nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? We give them, uh, 
give them our knowledge for two hours every Monday night. Yeah. What do they want? Mm. All right. Well, listen, Rach. Um, I'll hey, be it's home been at, real. I'll, I'll be home at about nine twenty. Let's have some dinner ready. <laughs> You're a good one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you take Rach. the trash out. See you guys. <laughs> All right, so man. Rachel Rachel Gould joining us in the uh, matchup zone uh, tonight, giving us the royal information. That's true, and she's obsessed with it. She loves it. Yeah, <laughs> she loves it. She uh, she knows all about it. I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm not that into it. I yeah. don't care that much about it. I Honestly, know. I don't care that much about politics, like our government. And I, yeah, I really, I mean. I know nothing about politics, <laughs> I and I don't care to know anything. Well, I, I, I think I'm informed about American politics because it affects Americans. Uh, that's why I, I pay attention to politics. That's why I'm involved. I kind of, you know, I kind of like the the does presidential election. But does it do the, like? Does the president does does the president elect really affect you? It does. Well, it does and it doesn't. Um, you know, there's so many classes of of citizens. I feel like we're like, what are we considered? Middle, upper middle class. I don't know where 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 the line's drawn. I think you know, probably upper middle class. Before our new equipment, I think we were lower class. <laughs> I think we're low low class. west class. So, uh, I you know, you things things affect taxes affect you. Um, just just certain certain things now. Here's my thing about politics. I'm, I I don't like that people vote. Uh, they vote specifically for a Republican or specifically for a Democrat. I, I I'm I'm not I'm bipar I'm partial. Like I will I will vote for the best candidate out there. I think it's stupid and foolish to vote just for a Republican based on a belief. So say you're a hardcore Catholic, you think abortion's wrong, and you say I'm not going to vote for a Democrat. I'm going to vote for a Republican, even though the Republican's the worst candidate. I'm going to vote for him because I'm so against abortion. It's like you're not using your head. You're not using the full. This is yeah. he, they're controlling so much more than just than just religious aspects of your but, life. They're controlling every single. But I think most people, Kev, honestly, and most people, if you're Democratic or Republican, they vote that way. It you doesn't just matter win, who. You don't even look. You just go Democrat, 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 Democrat. Republican, I just Republican. I just think that's so so uh, close minded. Um, but how do you know who's really better? I mean, you don't know. You them. don't. I mean, you, know and I guess, you know they're just lying about everything anyway. And I guess there's you know there's there's certain things in the Republican Party that you believe in, but there's some. I just don't. I just. And one of my friends, uh, he's a hardcore Catholic, but it's like he's almost becoming more liberal. He was a huge Republican, becoming almost a little more liberal, like liberal Republican, because you know he's working with a with a. Uh, university on uh immigration things and you know he's he's starting to see it from the other side and he's like well you know i'm only seeing it from the republican side now i'm starting to see it from a more liberal side and stuff like that but uh i just think the best candidate should win uh have you ever seen the show newsroom no well, who am i asking i'm sorry ryan howard jersey have you ever seen the show newsroom i've never heard of it it's it's the best show on tv right now uh, it's unbelievable. It's, this new second season just started. Um, it's the best show. Uh, the first season of Newsroom. You, if you watch the first, the first scene is uh, it's Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber, but he's know him. he's the uh, he's like a newscaster, and uh, he goes on this tir- tirade about 
politics in America. And the one girl asked a question like, "Why do you think America is the best country in the in the in the world?" Larry, she said like, uh, "Blah blah blah, you know this and that." Since we're living in the best country in the world, and he's just like, "Well, the to answer your question, we're not living in the best country in the world." And he's like, went on this whole tirade. It was beautiful and it's like he's like i don't vote for either party it's true because there's so many things that are wrong with this country and politics i feel like they almost they they take a side and they take a stance and no it's it's we're we're in a two-party system where the things that need to happen in this country both sides need to be involved both there there needs to be some give way leeway on some of the republican stance and, and some of the democratic stance so they can come together and it shouldn't be like this is red. This is blue. It's ne- there needs to be some purple. Like th- things need to be mixed up. But it's not going to happen in our country because we run a two-party system, which in turn is making our country worse. Which is why uh, that's my political belief. Which is why I'm impartial. Which is why I'll vote for the best candidate based on what they can bring to the table. How th- I think they would be as a president. I'm not voting for. I'm not taking a side because I think it's stupid and I think it's so closed-minded and I just don't. I, I will never do yeah, that. I, I just don't know. I don't know who to choose. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're just telling you whatever they're. They're just. They're saying whatever they want just to make you think. What, what the way you, they the, yeah. the way they, they want you to think how they're thinking, and they want your vote. So they're going to say anything to get your vote. So I feel yeah. like they're going to just. And in politics, everyone. Yeah. And, and in politics, there's so many. Uh, you look back at their at their running for governor, and they said one thing, and then they're running for president. They say something completely oh, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Their their ideas you know flip flop. Who the best president was in my lifetime? Who's that? Bill Clinton. Oh, he was unbelievable. You know why? Because everybody looked in their wallet, and there was money in there. Yeah. Really, that's all people care about. Exactly. The economy was great. It was uh-huh. booming. Everybody had money, and all right, so what? He got caught with some stuff. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. Guess what? Obama can do whatever he wants. If yeah. the economy turns around is great, then I don't care what he does. Exactly. And yeah, I totally agree. You know, the most important thing is is that person, your what you what how it's going to affect you, how this president is going to affect when, you. When Bill Clinton spoke, you listened. Like I don't know, he just like He was a great public speaker. He was, he was the best so public good. speaker. He was so good. Obama's kind of like that too, though a little bit. Like I feel like when he talks, he can captivate an audience. He does. He can captivate uh, an audience. Now George George W. Bush, not so much. Yeah, he was he was a little he he was very he was a he always looked parodic. like, he, like always he could always like, make a parody. He always looked like there was a fan blowing on him. When yeah, he was with speaking. his squinty eyes. Yeah, like and like his, I always felt like it was like you know would always look around like uh huh you know that look like I don't know like I don't know I just felt like he was uh Clinton was great. Yeah, Clinton. He I think great. Clinton was the was probably the best president of our of our lifetime. Um. Yeah, and you know he's a Democrat, but the Republic—that's the thing. Like Democrats and Republicans alike both liked Bill Clinton and what he's done. And this is what I like. Well, Bush was Republican, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I like about Christie, and this is why I'm a big Christie fan. Is oh, because, you better hope you better hope Mrs. Rachel Gould is not listening to this one. And you know I'm a teacher too, so I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I I I understand what he's. I understand why people are angry. My thing with teaching. Uh, in any other profession, you need to continue to be the best. And I'm watching, and as a teacher, I see a lot of the, a lot of teachers who have tenure not giving a crap anymore, which is, bothers me because in in the world, 
you have to give a crap if you want a job. That's just the plain and simple. You can't mail it in anymore. And there's some very good older teachers, but there's some very bad older teachers as well who don't care, who are just mailing it in. Um, I think that's why I don't really agree with uh, tenure, but that's just my opinion. Uh, as a teacher, I don't agree with it. I think you need to, if you need, you're the best, you need to remain the best. So that's just me. Um, but Christy, to me, his ability to to bring people together, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, is what separates him. He'll go against Republican beliefs, even though he's a Republican, and he'll take sides with Democrats because he's like, you know what, this is what I believe in. As a person, this is what I believe in. Screw your politics. This, I'm going to make this right, and I'm going to fix this. And he fi- look at the look at what New Jersey so much debt, so so horrible, and now even though he's pissed a lot of people off, he's done it, and he's turning around the state. So look, he's he's really done a great job we're with New Jersey. Than, we're stronger than the storm. Yeah, and it's just that's why I'm a that's why I don't mind. Um, I don't like him. I don't mind Chris Christie. I think he could. I think if he was running for, running for president, I'd vote for him. That's just that's me. Yeah, if he was. If he was in the if he was walking across the highway, my wife would try to run him over. I think. Um, I don't know. I just and I think a lot of teachers. I know a lot of teachers who hate Christie too. Well, they're he's trying to take away the pension and all that yeah. stuff, and you know. And it's t- and it's you know it's tough, but uh, I don't know. I just I just think that there's he's trying to he's making these decisions. He's not out to to. And yeah, he's picking on teachers a little bit, but he's he's trying to do it in order to better the New Jersey economy, to make it easier for uh for the rest of the for the rest of the state. And uh, you know, do I agree with every decision he's made? No. But I think in terms of the overall of of Governor Christie, I think he's done a good job and I, I like him. I just can't take him serious just looking at him. Like, oh he looks like And the one thing that bothered me about him is he didn't he he did the did the whole stomach staple thing. He did? Yeah. Which I don't like. I just think if he would, it's like the easy way out. If he really want, if he was really like the 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 union buster, mm-hmm. like get rid of the mob and stuff. Uh, you're the tough guy. Do it. You do it with running. Do it with just be like, you know what? I'm going to put myself in a regiment. Yeah. I'm going to run. I'm going to work out, and I'm going to get rid of this. Yeah. See, the stomach. My my buddy did the stomach staple, and it's like, it's the easy way out because all right, three grand, four grand, whatever you get your stomach stapled. Well, then. There's no desire. Like I feel like if you work to keep it off, like if you exercise, you ate right, you know, you're working your butt off. All right, I'm going to keep it off. But if you get it stapled and like, oh, I can eat or whatever, I'm just going to staple it again. Like what's yeah. the big deal? I just feel like you're more inclined to, to to keep it off if you worked hard yourself instead of. Uh, it's almost like the steroids. Like if you work hard in the weight room, yeah, you know, and you're getting you bigger can achieve, and yeah, you can achieve it, and you're gonna you're gonna work to keep it up. You can feel proud of yourself. Or just say, you know what? I can take steroids and I can get bigger. Just you know, that can help me, uh, you know, help me along in the process of getting bigger. So, I don't know. I don't like Christy though. Yeah, that's just me. Hey, to each his own. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? So, Mike, uh, you, you, we were talking earlier. Uh, we won't get into this before we head out tonight. Uh, the Jordan Lebron new arguments in the Jordan Lebron. Yeah, I, I just hear people, I, you know, and look, I'm a I'm a Jordan guy. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, I really want to look objectively at it. And, 
you hear a lot of you know, younger people, like in their 20s, they're saying, oh, well, Jordan never had any help, and which is completely false. Jordan had the best coach, the best defensive player, mm-hmm. the best rebounder, the best shooter, and at the time, Tony Kukoc, the best European player. Yeah. So almost the best. What does LeBron have that's the best? Nothing. No. I mean, an aging receding right now. Hairline. He definitely has a receding hairline. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade is a good player, very good player. Mm-hmm. Chris Bosh is a nice player. Ray Allen is an aging Ray Allen. A lot of times, oftentimes, LeBron's the best rebounder on the team. They never asked Jordan to rebound. LeBron's like a facilitator. Jordan never had to facilitate. So, I mean, that's literally like going into a deli and saying, give me the best bread, the best lunch meat, the best cheese. I mean, Jordan's teams were – he they, they weren't great players, but they were a team of specialists. You look at that team. I mean, Ron Harper was a great defender. Pippen was a great defender. Coug, uh, Steve Carr was a great shooter. Rodman was a great rebounder. Um you know those teams were those were defensive great defensive teams that could really, they were really stif- they were really just shutting down great offensive teams. So I don't know like I I, I and yet I say all that and I still think Jordan's better. Mm-hmm. But why? If I say all that, if I have all these arguments against him, why do I still think he's better? I, I don't know. I just it's what I don't know. it's probably the bit that I think in terms of any other sport, any other there's never going to be an argument as as debatable as Jordan versus LeBron. I mean, you don't do that with with baseball. We yeah. do it. We did it a little bit, but it's yeah, like no, you can't. You can't. It's not the same thing. And, and you know what I kind of do now, Kevin? Just me when I start talking about the best players, I, I don't put centers in anymore. Yeah, I think they should be in their own category, like Shaq and Bill Russell. Yeah, like those guys should be in their separate category. I'm talking about guys like perimeter players, more or less. Um, I don't know. What are we laughing at? <laughs> No, just checking out the Bill Russell <laughs> autograph behind me. Um, great picture. <laughs> it is a great picture. So, uh, you know, we're winding down this week. Uh, join us next week. Uh, we will be joined by uh, Ray Dinger from Comcast Sportsnet. Uh, he will be talking a little Eagles football. Training camp starts uh, when? Today? No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Thursday. No, yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Starts this, start Thursday? Yeah, Eagles training camp starts this week. Uh, Ray Dinger will come. Will will talk to us about you know how they look. He's going to be there every single day. The new look of Chip Kelly's offense. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Doug Collins in studio next week. Uh, be able to talk to him about you know the Sixers, the the future of the Sixers, the past of the Sixers. Maybe talk a little USA Olympics. See if we'll talk about. That could be a sore subject. Yeah, with him. he might he might get mad about that, but uh, yeah. Should be a good show next week. Uh, we thank you again for listening this week. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. Again, uh, brought to you tonight by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Also brought to you by Advocare South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. The first hour was uh, 856-424-8866. Go see Dr. Wetzler for all your Orthopedic needs, uh, integrated play, 269-760-3857. Go see Renee Schell if you're an athlete transitioning into a professional career. Uh, hit us up on Twitter this week, the, at the match underscore up zone. Uh, let us know 
Should Zeke and Axel stay? Should they go? If you're an intern looking to uh, get in on the Matchup Zone experience, the Zone at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know. Follow uh, us on Facebook, the Matchup Zone, and our website, www.thematchupzone.com. Again, join us next week. Join as we will be joined. Mike and I will be here. We might have uh, quite a few interns here. We can uh, have a little battle royale to see who uh, – See who's uh, staying and who's going. Thanks again. We'll see you next week with Ray Dinger. Have a good one, guys. I got a million ways to get it. Shoes one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. Niggas want my old shit, buy my old album Niggas stuck on stupid, I gotta keep it moving